Hello, hello. What's up? Welcome. Um, good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Good morning. All that fun stuff. This is Tuck Rule Takes, episode thirty-three. Um, thirty-three was Dion Lewis, wasn't he? I believe it was. If I remember correctly. There we go. Yep. Thirty-three. Dion, Dion Lewis Lowe. episode. Um, I am Mike Sullivan. With me, as always, Liam McDade. Liam, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm pretty damn all right. Like I told you, I was watching a childhood cartoon most of the day. I hit the sauna. I hit the gym. I'm feeling revitalized. I got my coffee right here in an array of waters. And I am honed in to talk about some Patriots football because there is much, I have to say. Today was a wild day. It just so happens that we we ended up. We we normally record on Tuesdays. It just so happened today was the last day for the franchise tag to be placed. Quarterbacks got moved, traded, people got tagged. All most of our predictions from last week got blown up. Um, we'll, we will we will get into get into all that. We're gonna do the Patriots defensive free agency, all that fun stuff like we did last week. Um, then like I said, we're gonna touch on some shit that kind of blew up our thoughts and predictions from last week. But I feel like we gotta start um with the $200 million man that is Aaron Rodgers. Um, it got reported today. And and let me, I say it got reported today for a reason. Ian Rappaport, oh. the Packers, and uh, Aaron Rodgers agreed to terms on a four-year deal worth $200 million, $153 million guaranteed, makes him the highest played football player in history. Um, somehow that contract lowers or, or, or helps the, the Packers out with their cap. I was I trying to figure how. that one out too, where it's like they spread it out over more time. So it's not as bad. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, that's $200 million. That's a lot of money. Like what is that? 160 yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. A buck 53. I, I don't, I, I always <sighs> think that I have the cap figured out and then all of a sudden shit gets reported and I'm like, Oh, I don't, I You're don't like, really I'm clueless. Um, so everybody, everybody is getting all pumped up today. All that fun stuff, right? It was like, oh my God, look at this Aaron Rodgers. He's going back, you know, the diva, all that fun stuff that he did before the season and everything. Aaron Rodgers decides to tweet out five hours ago. Probably he let the news of him signing back with the Packers sit for like an hour, a little bit more. Simmer, slow And he said, hey, everyone, just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, Reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the suspect or the supposed terms of the contract I signed. He put signed in quotes. I'm very excited to be back. Little flexing emoji. Year 18 with a little heart. What is going on? What? How? How does this get reported? And then it's not real. But then he, he comes out and says he's coming back like th- this man. So much drama around this guy. I thought to start the year that he was done with the Packers. Oh, for sure. I, I thought he was Denver for sure. Yeah. We'll get to that after this. But I was yeah. like, they, they signed his coach, like Denver, all the telltale signs. They got the great offensive core there, two stud running backs, the wide receiving core. They originally had a good tight end in place too. So it all made sense. I was chalking it up guarantee. I was like, they have enough money to sign Devonte too. They can make some trades. <laughs> Nope. Lo and behold, I have never seen a player have such a stranglehold on a franchise before because we saw Tom Brady kind of try and do it, but mm-hmm. 
the franchise was just as equally in favor of Bill as it was in Tom. So he couldn't take full control here. In Aaron's circumstance, there's no Bill Belichick. There's no Robert Kraft. It's all Aaron Rodgers all the time. The whole franchise starts and ends with their number 12. To, 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 to think that this guy might, might be getting even more money now. Or, That's or what less, I was thinking, I don't know. too. It, it might be less. Imagine if it comes out less where he's like, you really only signed for like two years. And See, now I'm convinced he won't let that happen because it's like it already got let out to the public that he's getting $200 million. And like I said, he's got a clear strangle on hold on this team. He can go anywhere. He can leave if he wants. He can stay if he wants. If he leaves, they're fucked. If he stays, then they're still one of the better teams in the league, still probably not going to win a championship. But now he's probably like, you embarrassed me. Who leaked this? I need more for my inconvenience, for the stress that this has put on me. Oh, I need $240 million now. I wouldn't put it past him though to actually to act like Why? Aaron Rodgers Why seems like he? the type of guy that's gonna that's gonna you know text. He's not even gonna call. He's gonna like he's yeah. not even gonna do the decency of a call. It's gonna be a text. Be like, hey, um, who leaked this? Question mark. I need fifty more million guaranteed. Yeah. So two forty? Question mark. But like, yeah. Not not even just him as a bad person though. Like, if you had the leverage <laughs> like this, like if you if you were the franchise cornerstone of the Packers, they're like, Sully, you are our saving grace. We kiss the ground you walk on. We eat, sleep, breathe, and shit. M. Sully, what do you want? We will give you a two hundred million dollar contract guaranteed. You're like, all right, like that sounds pretty good. It's kind of cold up here. I'd not rather stay here, but for that price, it sounds pretty okay. And then, boom, the news goes out, and you're like, hmm, well, I didn't sign anything yet, so what can I work here? Everyone already thinks I'm coming back. It's a slam fire that I'm coming back. I could leave now. I haven't signed anything. Well, let's just bump that price range up a little bit. They're like, Sully, but you said you're coming back. Yeah, but... Now I'm only coming back for an extra 40 mil. And they're like, well, we already told people you're coming back. We kind of got to pay you now. I'm, I'm, you have just convinced me this was all a part of his plan because not only ruse. this happened immediately afterwards, it came out that the Packers were going to be franchise tagging Devontae Adams. So now yeah. what he can say, he can be like, yeah, I never signed anything. And, you know, you guys, you guys just tagged Devontae, you know, I mean, if you want me to come back, like you gotta, you gotta he's gonna you force gotta a trade. On. It could get messy. He said yeah, he's only he, playing he for me. Out. He yeah. might hold out. I'm I not even know. a might. He he outright said, "I am only catching passes from Aaron Rodgers." He said, "When Aaron Rodgers retires, he's retiring," and he's like ten years younger than him. Yeah, yeah, which is wild. But yeah, that I, I'm I'm convinced you have you've put me on the conspiracy side. This has all been a ruse by I think Aaron Rodgers was the one that you the X Files info. Music. He was Probably. like, yep. Yep. Yeah, he, he was only there. He was like, hey guys, tell him, tell him this is what I got. And then he tweets, I don't know who, I don't know who let this, who let this um who let this leak. Um, but if it's any less, I'm leaving. I mean, yeah, I thought I thought I was gonna get more or something. I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are um, lowballing me. But but yeah, so Aaron Rodgers going back to the Packers. Um, the Patriots do play the Packers this year. I had that game down as a win. Because I anticipated that Aaron Rodgers was not going to be playing, um, but he is. So might not be the surefire win that I thought it was, uh, especially with probably a certain all pro corner no longer being on the Patriots. Uh, we'll talk about him in Don't a break my heart so early in, in the show. 
in a second. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Well, here, how about this? I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll switch it. We'll, we'll switch it to another quarterback. Um, Russell Wilson. I, th- today was just like a bo- bombshell after bombshell. Then all these other little things got like sprinkled in, dropped into like Allen Robinson, not going to be uh, tagged. He's going to test free agency, all this crazy stuff. Yep. Russell Wilson goes to the Denver Broncos. This trade, it, it took a while for everything to come out. What happened with the trade? Denver gets Russell Wilson in a fourth round pick. They always yeah. throw a fourth or a fifth round pick in. They always do. There's always like that extra. Even the whole thing out. Always. Seattle gets quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Locks. Noah Fant. Noah Font. I'm going to say Noah Fant. I uh, say Fant. D-line Shelby Harris, two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick. Kings Ramsey. I, I think this trade is one that works out for for both teams. And I I will just give my quick thought on it. Denver gets a quarterback. I do think that Russell Wilson is still very good. I think that he is on the, I don't want to say he's on, he's, he's bad, but he's definitely on the, the later parts of his career. In the twilight. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the twilight. He's still, he can still win you games and everything, but let's not act like he's been, you know, the Russell Wilson of four or five years ago. Um, so Denver though, they still got their quarterback. They got a bunch of young people over there. Young talent. Awesome. Seattle though, Seattle hasn't been doing anything for the last like three years. Sure. They might make the playoffs. They might have good wins, but they're in that perennial, like we're good, but we're not good enough. This needed to happen. They needed to have an overhaul. Hopefully they get rid of Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, maybe who knows, but maybe a potential suitor in the air. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a team that needs a number one receiver for their second year quarterback. I don't know. And but, maybe a self-proclaimed best Patriots podcast ever called this about a month ago. I, I think so. And I, I don't think anybody's talking about that. So if it happens, we are going to have to let it be known. Yeah, We're um, going to be cutting sound clips, but I do find this trade to actually benefit Seattle too. They got two first round picks. I don't know when the picks are. Um, the thing I'm looking at right now doesn't say the years, but either way, they have two first round picks. So I'm sure they got one for this year, one for next year. Uh, two second round picks, fifth round pick, whatever. You got Noah Fant, good tight end. Always Pretty hurt. Good tight end. Yeah, always hurt. But I, who knows? Maybe if he can stay healthy, he could produce a little bit. I don't know much about the D line guy, Drew Locke. I mean, if you need someone to start in place of Russell Wilson to get a good quarterback, whatever. Seahawks are going to be kind of iffy for the next couple of years, but this whole haul they just got, this is how you build your next championship team, I think. So this is the rare good trade for both teams, if you ask me. What say you about this? I think Seattle got fleeced. I don't know what they're thinking. It just seemed like such a bonehead move to me. If I'm a franchise owner, I look at Seattle's team right now, and the offense is still basically one of the top half offenses in the league. Chris Carson just happened to miss this year with a leg injury. He'll be back. I'm sure he'll be fine. Chris Carson. Yeah. He's a bruising running back. It's not like, I think he tore his ACL or something like that. It hurt his hip. He doesn't need speed. He plows through everyone anyway. So that doesn't particularly matter. Like you said, Lockett and Metcalf. Can you name a better receiving duo in the league? Just offhand. Anyone besides Thielen and uh, Je- Jefferson? No. I mean, I think maybe the closest is is Cooper Cup and Robert yeah. Woods. Maybe. I don't. But, but even yeah, then, that's Odell. still not – that's still not in the same stratosphere to me. No. Yeah, because, I mean, 
DK, young, stud, can do everything, run the entire route tree. Tyler Lockett's never dropped a single pass in the red zone. So I just want to throw that stat out there. Unbelievable. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. They're both unbelievable players. And then you have uh, all-time great. Really, he is an all-time great in Russell Wilson. He is a fantastic quarterback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just seems like Seattle gave up way too easily. Like, if you look back at Russell Wilson's career when you got him, and in the first year he goes to the playoffs, beats the Redskins, and then makes a deep playoff run, loses to the Falcons, and then the next year wins the Super Bowl, goes to another Super Bowl after that, it seemed like they were destined for greatness. Like, man, they'll be here all the time. Russell Wilson's going to win at least three in Seattle, blah, blah, blah. No, that wasn't the case. No, he didn't really get that close. It just seemed like another year to kind of retool for them. They could have brought more guys in, built around Russell Wilson, and made another run at it, and yet they're completely blowing it up. It made no sense to me. The, uh, so I was I was just looking because I wanted to see how long he was with Seattle. I thought it was 10 years. You're with – you have Russell Wilson for 10 years, and you only make it to two Super Bowls? You only win one. And like, I know, I know that this is the day and age where everybody says that it's, you know, it's, it's easy to win the Super Bowl, blah, 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 whatever. When you have Russell Wilson, when you have the Legion of Boom, when you have that defense, when you have supposedly a good, a a great coach in Pete Carroll, when you have, you know, the defense that was good for, you know, the last couple of years, they've been kind of falling off. They faded out. This team should have made it at least to the Super Bowl another couple times, you would think. Yeah. And this, like I said, their offense is fine. All you need to do is fix the defense. Like you said, they've been bad for the last couple of years. So one half of the ball is basically all set. You just trust that Russ is going to cook and not have a bad year like he did last year and get hurt. So one side of the ball is fine. What, all, all you really need is a couple offensive linemen that are competent in there, and then that's fine. Just focus on the defense. Get some corners. Get some edge rushers. Pete Carroll's already coached a killer defense built by him. Just do your best. Make another run at it again. You could have got rid of Russell Wilson for almost the same load three years from now and kept the fans interested, kept asses in seats, and built his legacy at, in your franchise. I don't know. I, if I'm an owner, I would never do that. And if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm pissed right now. Oh, I'm very upset. I am. Yeah. I'm pissed because again, take away like how how I feel. And again, I feel like whenever whenever you call someone overrated or something like that, you, people automatically think that you think they're not good. No, I think Russell Wilson is a very good. He's quarterback. unbelievable. Very good. I would be. I would be pissed if I not only like maybe if okay, say it was one of those things where it's like yeah, we're we're trading him, but. The rumors are that the Seahawks were, were are getting Aaron Rodgers, or they were obviously before today and everything. But there, there's no, there's no plan in place. Like, who are they going to get? Who, who could they get that is going to make Seahawks fans feel good about him not being here? Jimmy G, yeah, sure. T- like, sure, we like Jimmy G. People I like him. He, he's no Russell Wilson. Um, no. I don't, I don't even know who. Like, you could, you could bring Cam Newton in there for as kind of a one year thing. Now but again, we're talking. But again, that's still not like that's that's not going to take take away your feelings about him and mine, actually. But that's still not going to do everything. I mean, Carson Wentz, is that is that who you end up going for? That, that, no, that's a great choice as well. It's still a downgrade, though. Oh, it's and, definitely and it's, no it's, Russell Wilson, especially with the Seahawks. It now being out there that they're taking calls on Tyler Lockett. If they're taking calls on Tyler Lockett, 
who has three off, baby. three or four years, or I think four more years left on his deal. You know they're taking calls on DK Metcalf as well. Yep. He's got one more de- one more year left. And if they're not, I'm sure DK is like, all right, Tyler, I got to get out of here. There are other quarterbacks. Get me to he Green Bay. To get me if, to New England. If the Seahawks are going to do this, they almost have to just go full dumpster fire, fire sale, complete revamp. Completely oh, yeah. let go, get as many picks as you can. I guarantee you can get a first round pick for DK Metcalf. You can oh, probably easily. get, probably get what, maybe a, a second or a high third. Yeah, you're saying a first or a second. Yeah, I would, I, I would take something like that. Yeah. Oh, if, if, if you called the Seahawks and they said, hey, we need a, your first round pick this year um, and your second round pick, or, or, or you could even say, you know, your second round pick next year. I do that in a heartbeat for DK Metcalf. In a heartbeat. Tyler Lockett, he'll probably cost you. What, uh, uh, see, I don't even know if I want to say a second round. Uh, what, a second rounder? Third rounder, maybe? Something even? like that. A second and a third. Yeah. You that's have to it. give up I, a couple of different things. A good player. I would I would give that up in a heartbeat. So I think now with the Seahawks, th- this, is, this is a sign that the Seahawks are not going to be good for the next few years. They're completely no. re, re, rebuilding all. That's the word I was looking for. Fucking rebuilding. Yeah, nice. they're, they're done. Um, still going to be weird. I don't know if I like it that um, Russell Wilson is in, is in the AFC. Um, even though yeah, I sit here awesome. and say that he's not everything he used to be, still kind of annoying that he's here because now still you danger have. Russ. The, the AFC is stacked right now. The AFC, to me, is far and away the better conference yeah, than, the, than the NFC. I mean, the NFC yeah. quarterbacks, who do they got? They got Aaron Rodgers. Matt Stafford. Matt. Sa- okay. Yeah. Matt Stafford forgot about him. Um, yeah. I mean, you got Kyler Murray who is probably your next in line and he Kyler Murray added all Justin his, Herbert. all his, all his Instagram pictures, by the way, for the Cardinals back to his Instagram. So I guess him and the Cardinals are happy now. I so. guess they're good. I don't What a circus. I don't know. It, like you said, though, and I, we talked about this when the Bengals played the Rams in the Super Bowl, and you were like, I like the homegrown talent mentality, and I'm like, I like the go trade for superstars mentality. So we were opposite, opposite sides of the fence there. If I'm a contending team right now, like, uh, I want to say the Patriots, because that's just, you know, I have high hopes for the Patriots, but it, another guaranteed somebody who's not going to lose the next couple of years, like the Packers. Let's be realistic. They can sweep their division the next two years in a row, go six and zero right through their division, get the number one seed. If you know your first round picks aren't going to be worth shit, like you're going to get the 27th to 32nd pick in the first round, trade both of those for DK Metcalf. I'm giving up two first round picks. If that is the thing that pushes you over the edge, because hell Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how Aaron Rodgers screws it up. You have to actively try to fuck that up. If you like, if they don't win, it has to be a sabotage job. There's no way you wouldn't be able to get those guys the ball. So if I'm a contending team, throw anything you got. You don't need these first round picks. You're not raising homegrown talent. Just eat it. No first round pick for the next two years. Not that big of a deal. Hell, if you really want one, trade another good player and get into the, one of the first yeah. rounds of either year. Yep. It just it seems like that would be my move. Yeah, I mean the I, like you said, if you if you anticipate you're you're a you're a contender, your first round pick isn't going to be that great anyway. If you can get if the if the Packers can get. Aaron Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams and DK Metcalf. That might be the the best 
wide receiver tandem I've ever seen. I mean, we're talking all the way back to Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, better than yeah, them. Um, Moss and Chris Carter. I, like, I can't even think. Uh, I mean, uh, who, who was it? Bolden and Crabtree? Were they on the same? No, no, no. They weren't no, on the same, Bol- same Bolden time. and Fitz. That was Fitz, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, Fitz. But even then, I, I wouldn't even wouldn't, wouldn't even hold a candle to them. It, it's just well, if you can yeah. if you can get DK Metcalf on the Packers, you have to do it. The Packers have, I guess, a shit ton of room now. So not yep. the DK costs that much, anyways. I think he costs like four million bucks. So that's yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. I'm pretty sure. Nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. So I don't know. I do hope that the Patriots now call on both of them. One one phone call. One phone call. Hey, yep. Tyler Lockett, what do you need? Blah blah blah. You want this? Don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, hey, before I let you go, what about DK? What do you think for him? Boom. What you, you got it? If you can get one of them on this Patriots team. Holy shit! I am, I, I'm happy. I am oh, pumped yeah. if you can get either one of them because Tyler Lockett, like you said, elite in the red zone, just a great, great receiver. He he can be the number one receiver. I don't see why not. Oh, yeah. DK Metcalf, you've seen the DK Metcalf plays. You've seen him have games of 200 yards receiving. Guy's a beast. Um, but either way, I think that Denver still isn't. A contender. I don't know why. I just need to see it. Like I don't know. And especially already well, bet actually, them to win the Super Bowl. Von Miller might be coming back to Denver as well. I he, saw that. That seems like a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. So Could I don't know. Maybe maybe Denver is a contender. I don't know. It's all going to depend on how. Just it's really going to come down to how Russell Wilson plays on yeah. this team. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have to worry about the cold. It was cold in Seattle. That's fine. I know it gets colder in Denver, but. I don't know. Den- now Denver's just another team the Patriots got to worry about, which I'm just... Yeah, that's going to suck. Quick just career retrospective here, and I'm going to tie this back to Mac Jones in a second. <laughs> if you uh, if you looked at Russell Wilson from his rookie year through his first couple of years in the league, let's say after they lost the Super Bowl against the Patriots, before you knew that the Legion of Boom was going to melt down and Brandon Browner would go to jail and Sherman would suck and Cam Chancellor would retire and Earl Thomas would double team some broad with his brother in a hotel room before you knew all that chaos would ensue. Yeah. That was hilarious. Before you knew all that was going to ensue. You look at Russell Wilson's career and it's hard for me to imagine like a better start besides maybe Patrick Mahomes, start to a career. He had so many clutch moments constantly in the playoffs. It seemed like the Seattle Seahawks were either going to the Super Bowl or a game away from the Super Bowl every year, having crazy moments. That game against the Packers where Russell Wilson led them back from like 21 to three down or something like that. He had that crazy two-point conversion where he threw across his body. I was Mm -hmm. like, it was just destiny. I was like, this guy's unbelievable. He's making every play. It just seemed like the football gods wanted Seattle to win all those games. If you had asked me back then, I would have been like, man, this guy's got to win a bunch of Super Bowls. Oh, Oh, my God. And then, boom, it all fizzles out slowly over time, gets worse and worse and worse. And bang, after 10 years, Russell Wilson's the Seattle era is done. He's on to Denver, which the irony kills me. The team he got his first Super Bowl with is the team that transformed. I love that shit. But it proves how hard this league is. And everyone talks about, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to win five Super Bowls. Like, everyone's trying to give, like, the Tom Brady – Magic. This person's going to win so many Super Bowls, blah, blah, blah. Aaron Rodgers, you would have thought he'd have more than one by now, and he only has one. Does this worry you with Mac Jones, where we expect him to get – I think we both agreed he gets more than one Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
does this worry you at all? Because he's not a transcendent thrower of the football. He's not eye-popping like Russell Wilson was or jaw-dropping with his touch passes like Aaron Rodgers has been. He's no Patrick Mahomes throwing for 50 tubs in his first start season. It it makes me worried because I'm like, damn, if clear-cut slam-dunk Hall of Famer Russell Wilson can't win and – my homeboy's still having trouble, even though he was knocking on the door this year. Aaron Rodgers still hasn't had the success. It's like, why would I think that Mac Jones is going to do better than Aaron Rodgers or any of these other guys? And, yes, you can use outside factors like Bill and better teams and whatnot. But just looking clear at quarterbacks, it is tough for these dudes to win one Super Bowl. If you get one, it is even harder to get a second one. Yeah, so I, I think – now, the thing is with with the with like your Russell Wilson, your Patrick Mahomes, and everything doesn't necessarily make me worried about Mac because if you look at the past teams that have made the Super Bowl, like I would, that's why I was just pulling up just now. Last year, you had Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. Yep. Nobody that's going to blow. Again, everybody, Joe Burrow. Yeah, this year, uh, everybody, Joe Burrow. Everybody loves him. Matthew Stafford. Everybody likes him, but again, they're not gonna. They're not the 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 pure physical you know your Russell Wilsons your Aaron Rodgers your Patrick they're both Mahomes, fantastic like quarterbacks that. though very good quarterbacks obviously they, they've been playing for a little bit Burrows and you know a couple of years and all that Tom the one before that Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes is the anomaly he's great Tom yep. Brady is who he is year before that you had Patrick Mahomes going against Jimmy G Jimmy G nothing That's crazy weird. to write home about yeah you had um Patriots against the Eagles Nick Foles or even if you had Carson Wentz neither one of them nothing crazy to write home about well I Denver think Broncos. Nick Foles the greatest quarterback ever but well you are well you are wrong um all, all I'm kind of looking at here all these quarterbacks that have gone here and everything none of them other than Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers Patrick Mahomes none of them are these you know the these transcendental players, you know what I mean? I mean, of course you have Russell Wilson, but he hasn't been there in however long, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to follow the, the, the Russell Wilson thing where everybody thought he was going to get not four, not five, not six Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes might only get to another few Super Bowls and might only win one more. You know, it's one of those things where I think people think that it's, that it's easy to do with Mac Jones. I'm going to hold, my reserve. I'm going to reserve my real thought until I see him this year. It all yeah. depends on how he does this year. I have no issue with Mac Jones kind of slow burning into a great quarterback. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, because right now, I mean, you have Russell Wilson's going to be around for another few years, Patrick Mahomes for another few years, at least at the top of his game. Um, and then by the time they start to feel to start to fizzle out, that's when you're going to have guys like Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They're going to finally come into their own. It's going to be that era of people. So I, I'm, I'm still not worried about Mac Jones. I know that that it, it'd be nice to have a quarterback who does have that, like, wow, like, like that. Since we're yeah. talking about Russell Wilson, like the Russell Wilson, where he can kind of do his little thing and throw, scramble around the pocket for thirty seconds, have and throw these crazy touchdown. throws, exactly, but. Like, yeah, that's fine. But then I also saw out of Mac Jones last year, like I'm also fine with you sitting in the pocket, hanging in there and throwing darts, bullets, accurate passes to, to players too. You know, I, I think it's kind of, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, yeah. My cat that heard phrase. that. Yeah, no, my yeah. cat, she's, he's, he, he's sitting over there. He heard me say it's not sight. Uh, no, no, no. Don't worry, Loki. You're good, buddy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not 
necessarily worried or is that because I, I think I kind of lost I think I kind of lost track of the question no I no you you answer it in fact you said something that kinda, as I was talking I was like hmm, what the fuck did he that say happens to me all the time I just kind of go on a rant <laughs> just let me talk but um you brought up the slow burn into a good quarterback and just recent uh evidence seems to s- suggest that the slow burn into a great quarterback seems to yield more success than the dynamic explosion onto the scene quarterback that kills it every year. Unbelievable. Cause like I said, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, those are the two top unbelievable quarterbacks, but then you have Brady who in his first couple of years was basically a glorified game manager. Mm-hmm. You have big Ben, two super bowls, three appearances. He was, to start out just a real like a pretty good quarterback. Everyone was like, oh, like this dude's got something. Mm-hmm. Goes throughout his career. He was never, I mean, his big Ben, I think he was always like a fringe top five, like hovering yeah. in the top five. I would say he was always one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but he was never the best guy in the league, nope. bar none, no questions asked. Nope. Tough competition around him, too, on that part. But it seems like the slow burn might be the way to go. And if that says anything, then Mac is front runner. Like there's no slower burn. He's going to take his time. Very, very easy going. His game is methodical. It's rhythmized. He's not blowing you away with anything. I think there were maybe four or five throws this year for Mac Jones where you and me were like, Oh my God, what did I just see? Like a couple in the Browns game. And then he had some good ones against like some better defenses, but other than that, we're just kind of like nice death by a thousand cuts. I love that yeah, five yard pass. Solid, good quarterback. You know, he's not gonna, he's not going to make those wow scramble 35 yard passes, but at the same time, yeah. he's going to, he's going to keep And again. This is just his rookie year. You know, we don't know what he's going to be this year, but kind of everything we're looking at. I mean, he's, he's not going to necessarily lose you games. He's going to no. win you some games, but he's he's not to the point, and I don't think anybody can expect him to be. He's not to the point where he can kind of put the team on his back and win the games for you, you know. Yeah. But 100%. yeah, I, I I think that I think this is kind of a bigger picture NFL thing that I was thinking of with Tom Brady gone, with Aaron Rodgers kind of on this last leg. So Aaron Rodgers is actually really the only one in there. Patrick Mahomes, of course, he's always going to be up at the top. Big Ben's gone. Drew Brees is gone. Stafford's on the way gone. out too. If you Stafford's if you look at the on his way out. I think moving forward, you're going to have, you're not going to have the Patriots versus whoever. You're not going to have the Chiefs versus whoever. You're not going to have the, there's going to be different teams almost every year getting to the Super Bowl. I, I think we finally hit the time where any year there's given five or six contenders in each conference, I think. Yep. Moving and especially as these Hell, young people thought the Titans developed. were going to make it this year, like it, with it is Ryan wide Tannehill. Open. Yeah, like, come on, yeah. So, like, I, I think it, it's we're finally getting to the point where almost every seed in each conference, you could you could sit there and say, "Oh yeah, no, I can see them making it to the Super Bowl." So, I, so I'm at, I'm really not that worried about how Mac Jones is because I think there's a bunch of different ways to get there. And it, it, it does always come back to the fact that I have more faith in Bill Belichick than I do in any other quarterback or any other team out there. But I don't know. It's still, it, it's still, it's definitely one of those things that's still in the back of your head. It's like, ah, shit, like it would be nice to have one of those yeah. guys that can do that. But that, but then you watch the games and you're like, 
I, like I, I'm not going to argue with the, with the playoff berth in his rookie year, you know, especially when the team was kind of floundering at the end, we still will never know what happened after that bye week, which kind of caused the team to spiral there. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think this is the definition of a slow burn. I think this is going to, without the Super Bowls, this is going to be like how similar to how Tom Brady developed where you start as a game manager, then you start to like, Oh shit, he kind of won us that game. And yeah. then four or five years down the line, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we're good. We got Mac. I'm not worried. Yeah, Put a I, ho- I hope we go him. by the same model too. like year six, seven. All of a sudden you're like, all right, he's that guy. Now let's yeah. load him with weapons like they did. Moss, Welker. Dear God, we had Ben Watson. It doesn't get better than that. We I just loaded ben. him. Everyone does. He's just the quintessential tight end. But yeah. we just loaded Brady with weapons. And then we're like, yeah, go to town. Fucking throw it. We'll give, we'll give the ball to Lawrence like four times. I mean, I just, I, and I do think that Mac's going to be here for a long time. He, he doesn't strike me as the guy that's going to try to get all the money. And again, he might change as he grows and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But no, I, I feel like you can kind of tell, you know, players that are going to be, you know, trying to get like all the money, all the contract dude just seems like he loves football. So I don't know. I'm cool with the slow burn for Mac Jones. Um, you know, if, if the Patriots stumble their way into an AFC championship or a super bowl or something, depending on what happens in the off season, I'd love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna, you know, my Patriots bias is still going to come up a little bit. I'm still going to think that they're going to make, you know, the divisional round at least every year, but oh yeah, me too. you know, we'll see it, it. It all depends on what they do this off season. So We'll we'll kind of we'll kind it's of wild. see what's going to happen there. Um, speaking of this offseason, before before we get into the Patriots defense and all their free agents and all that fun stuff, I don't know it, whoever listened to last week's episode. You probably heard us say our two our two favorite receivers, our top options for the Patriots to get were Calvin Ridley and Mike Williams. Mike Williams has signed a three-year, $60 million deal with the Chargers. Good so for him. $20 million bucks per year. Patriots were not going to be not touching that. Not good for him. Poor bastard doesn't want to win, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, Justin Herbert's over there. Yeah, I, know. I know. Yeah, they could. I'm just salty. Just. Yeah, I know. I know. You liked him. You liked him. Well, I, I liked Calvin Ridley, as I know you did as well. Calvin Ridley. I like him even suspended. more now. He has been suspended for at least... 2022 that's what they said it's not that's not the end he may be suspended for more for longer which would be absurd calvin ridley got suspended he placed three uh three um parlays yeah the three five and 18 parlay he he placed on when was it between november 23rd and november 28th he um bet on the falcons so he wasn't betting against his own team he got suspended for that. He got caught because he used the app in Florida. Florida strikes again. Florida is horrible. Florida takes down yet another great man. Hate to um, see it. I don't. I listen. The rules are you can't bet when you're. I don't know the exact how it's listed out, but you can't bet when you're an active player, when you're on a roster, all that fun stuff. But Calvin Ridley was away from the team. There has to be some sort of gray area. And again, I'm not arguing that he got in trouble. I do think a year is a little much, but first of all, Calvin Ridley, dumb, dumb, you know, you can't bet on NFL games. Just don't do it. Do it through another yeah. person, do something like that. But then there's the other side of it. Do you think this is, do you think this suspension is valid? Do you think it should have been 
less do you think that he shouldn't have been suspended at all? What do you think about it? Because I kind of gave my thought. I understand the rule. Yes, he gets suspended, but I think it's a dumb rule because he was away from the team anyway. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. I like to think that if I was an NFL player, I would have some sort of – I'd like to think I would have some sort of inside leverage, like, hey, I know, because Calvin Ridley watches film. I'm sure he could break down and go, all right, the team that the Falcons are playing this week isn't good. And, you know, man, and press coverage, and we run a lot of like curving in and out routes and natural pick routes, that'll beat them. And just stuff like that. If you are a part of it, whether it actually gives you some advantage or not, it's tough to say because football it's the craziest game ever any given sunday any team can win the 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 lions could beat the the chiefs if you know it wouldn't yeah. but like you know crazier things have happened i guess mm-hmm. uh i i think it's a bad look and it's clear cut he shouldn't do it it was really dumb i heard he also bet on matt ryan's to get a pick which which made me laugh i absolutely love that at least he knows his quarterback anyway but it, it it's clear cut People on who work for Wall Street can or work on Wall Street can't do the stock market. That's insider trading. Do they actually know anything? Most of the time, probably not. I'm sure some people get a few hints here and there, like this one's going to explode and they still can't do anything about it. But mm. overall, they probably don't know a whole lot. I think it's the same thing with football where it's like, I'm sure you get some hints. Like if the Falcons are playing you know, a team that's terrible in the run. And they're like, we're going to feed Mike Davis the ball this week. That's their game plan. They're like, we're going to run the ball a lot. And then you hop on and bet Mike Davis, you know, a touchdown and this many carries because you basically guarantee, you know, the game plan, you are on the team. You know that they're going to run it a certain amount of times, especially if you're the wide receiver, you probably know how much you're going to be getting the ball. And it's probably not as much as you want to. Then I think there's some merit to it. What he was doing, eight, five-leg parlays, unlikely. He lost every single one. Again, hilarious, but (laughs) it's just you can't do it. It's really dumb, really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. For his username to be Calvin Ridley from the Falcons, too, it's like, man, do anything else. Try to like try try to hide it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't like if, if he tried to hide it and got caught, I would feel even more sympathetic for him. I'd be like, hey, I like to gamble. I like to get my kicks. I'm sure if I was in the league, I would probably still be the same way. I can't imagine yep. it would change my habits. I'd probably still like to gamble. And it's just like uh, I don't know. It's 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 so bad. Just cover it up, man. There were NBA refs that were betting on games through other people and giving other people picks and doing all this stuff. They didn't get caught until eight years later. And they got Mm -hmm. caught by some wild thing where they arrested some other dude. And he confessed to taking bets through an NFL ref. That wasn't even what he got arrested for. He just happened to confess to that too. And then they got him like eight years later. I'd rather you do that because then it's hidden. Then you lost on technicality. Then I throw my hands up and go, well, damn man, you got screwed. You just got unlucky with Calvin Ridley. He's playing with fire. He he's, juggling a hot potato but not throwing it to anyone else it just doesn't make sense because like i don't there's there's so many ways for him to bet without him doing it under his own name or yeah. don't use the app in florida like all this stuff and i get why the nfl says it because i know people are like oh well he wasn't even playing like i just said but then you got to think okay so julio jones was played with calvin ridley 
they might be friends. Let's just say they're friends. Yeah. Ridley, Ridley kind of lets it go to him, you know, on Saturday before the game, like, Hey man, you know, I bet on you to, uh, you know, crazy bet, but I bet on you to drop two balls this week or something like that. Yeah. Flash forward to the Titans game. Maybe the Titans are getting blown out or something like that. Julio Jones is upset, versa. something like that. Yeah. And he's like, ah, you know what? I'm going to drop this one, help out my boy, Calvin Ridley, you know, then, then you start to look at it and it's like, well, if that happens, it's one of those things where it could snowball. So I get it. It's just, and that's where I think it's complicated. If you get into player props where he was doing just teams to win and Matt Ryan to throw a pick, that one's a little suspect too. I don't think he would be like, yo, Matty ice buddy, like throw a pick for me. I don't think, I don't think Matt, yeah, I don't think Matt Ryan needs any encouragement to throw picks. I think he's more than willing to dish them out to everyone. You get a pick. So I don't think Mm -hmm. that's a problem Mm -hmm. when you're doing teams. It's a lot less likely or yeah, less likely that you'd predict it. It just with player props, it gets, it gets complicated for me because I'm like, do you know something? You could talk to this guy. There are jersey swaps after every game. You jersey swap with somebody on another team, and you're like, yo, I am putting 25 grand on you to score a touchdown next week. Come through for your boy. And then that guy's like, no way. They, they were telling me that they just need to give me more carries. It's like, perfect. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like you said, since it was just kind of teams overall, it wasn't player things, anything like that. It, it is what it is. It's it's just a weird thing, you know. I don't think it should have been that long of a suspension. Maybe yeah, eight a games one. or something. A year. I get that they're trying to send a message. It sucks. Um, it this sucks doesn't happen. It's a, no, and and I know. Well, I don't know, but I'm sure he is not the only player betting on NFL games, 100%. which makes it even crazier. Like, dude, how are you the one that gets caught? That's like. Everybody in the in baseball is doing steroids, but you're the one that gets caught because you're too stupid to like hide it. Like, come on, buddy, just be better. It, it's almost like when when celebrities or whatever get get you know uh, DUIs. It's like what? How do you let this happen? Like, let someone else let someone else drive you. Let someone else place your bets or or like do your shit there. I don't know. Just do it how probably the hundreds of other players do it and don't get caught. So. Calvin Ridley, though, uh, will not be on the Patriots this year. Um, maybe next year. Maybe next season he he pops up on them. I don't Talk know. about bad luck, too. Like, we were the favorites to get this guy. It seemed like a slam dunk that he was out of Atlanta. Yep. Whether we'd have a chance there, I'm willing to take that chance. It seems like a 40-60 chance that we got him 40 mm-hmm. in our favor, 60 for the league. I like those odds. And, of course, the asshole just has to go and throw together a bunch of parlays. And at least win one, man. You dumbass. That's just it. He didn't win anything. It's like yeah. what, you, you bet fifteen hundred bucks. You lost eleven million because you're out for the year. You didn't win anything. It comes out that you bet on your quarterback to throw a pick. This is just a bad look. Yeah. Over, and then he's tweeting, and then he's tweeting his way through it. And I'm like, dude, just stop. Is he just, tweeting? I didn't see any. Of he tweets. was. He was. He tweeted something. He was like, oh, I only, I only bet fifteen hundred bucks. I don't think I have a gambling issue. I don't think anybody's saying he has a gambling issue. I think people no. are just saying he's an idiot for, yeah. for doing this. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, but I don't, I don't know. It if it happens nice again, him. then maybe he has a gambling issue. Then, he, then he's got a problem. But yeah, like I said, safe to say he won't be here. So I think, um, I think we are, I, 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 I think you're on the Deshaun Jackson train. Um, I'm on. I'm the I captain of now, that locomotive. I have now switched to the Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf train, I guess. Um, and if not, hey, then I'm a passenger on that train as well. I'm, uh, I'm, fine. I'm hopping I'm fine from train with, to train here. I'm hoboing. 
either. And I'm also fine with Amari Cooper. I know you are not fine with Amari oh, Cooper. God, so. no. I can't believe you're fine with Amari Cooper. He sucks, dog. A thousand yards the last two years, though. So that's nice. Yeah, but it comes in. He'll have like a 200 it's yard very game. Very weird. And then yep. a 40 yard game. Yeah. A 30 yep. yard game. Another 200 yard game. Fine with me. You know why? Because if he goes game. to the Pats, if he goes to the Pats, he's going to have like each game, he's only going to have like 70 yards. So he can meet right in the middle. Because you know he's not going to get the hundred yards. Now that's realistic, but he, even still, I don't want him. I don't want yeah, him. no, he's he. Now There's a reason he's been on two teams. He's, he, the Raiders wouldn't have let him go so young if he was that good. Yeah, that was weird when they let him go. But I guess I mean it makes yeah. sense. He does disappear here and there. So they did have James Jones at the time too, who's just unfathomably good. I I I. I I like James Jones. I remember I had him in fantasy. I think one year I picked him up and he was good. So he fought. I don't know. Either way, though, Amari Cooper, he's on the board, I guess. The Browns are looking at him, too, or some shit. I don't know what's going to happen. but um, Probably go to the Browns. That is really the only new. Now, there are some other Patriots things that happen, but we'll, we'll actually talk about them when we get into the defense here because there are two players from the Patriots defense who are going to factor into what they do in free agency and what they're going to do in the offseason. Um, Liam, do you have a specific position group or – specific place you want to start on this defense or do you want me to pick i do have a place that i want to start and that would be the heart of our defense the lifeblood the flesh the soul and that would be the linebacker position there is a lot going on this is a big scrambled mess of studs and it's all highlighted by the recent exodus of the man kyle vanoy which broke both of our hearts yeah, Kyle Van Noy, I think, is uh, he's one of those guys that probably doesn't – he gets more attention, more respect within New England than he does outside. Um, oh, but, yeah, he's great. But he was he was one of their more consistent, one of their better players on defense last year. So yep. they're or, – or this season, however you want to say it. They're yeah. going to have to replace him. Um, Talk with, about big game potential, too. He, he took over that Hawks game. He would just show up. He would just show up big time. He, he reminded me of – Rob Ninkovich, where like he'd have good, you know, regular season, good season, but he would show up. Always good, sometimes Mm -hmm. exceptional when the moment rose. Yep. And that's Kyle Van Oye. I mean, don't, I don't know, don't, don't count out a return because he might go out there, not see anything. He might be like, hey, I'll be back. I'll be back for a third time. Um, But yeah, he got, he got cut. They got, um, they got, I think it was like $5 million in cap space or 7 million, something like that. Oh, no, I think it was five. They got like four and change by letting him go. So, that's good. Right now, Patriots linebackers, they have uh, kind of like what we did last time. Matthew Judon, Josh Uche, Chase Winovich. Um, this is hilarious. I love Ronnie, this. Ronnie fucking Perkins. I wrote fucking in between because that's how high on him I am. When Ronnie you sent me this, I looked at that and openly laughed. I chuckled. <laughs> uh, Anthony Jennings, Cam McGrone, Raekwon McMillan. Uh, those last two names probably. I, I might have to I might have to give some background on them. But and then one. you got Jamie Collins, who's a free agent, Dante Hightower, free agent, Jawan Bentley, free agent, Harvey Lange, free agent, and Therese Hall, free agent. He was actually just signed last offseason, got injured, missed the entire year. Um I guess we'll just kind of start with the free agents, kind of like we did last time with the uh, with the offense. So the Patriots free agents leaving um, Therese Hall, Harvey Lange. I think we can both say that they're, they're probably not going to come back. You know, yeah, there's no, it seems like the, no reason for it. They were probably signed for this year. They end up getting hurt. Didn't play whatever. Uh, Jawan Bentley, 
thumper of a linebacker, still relatively young, but he's one of those slower guys that I think that they're trying to move on from. Do you think Jawan Bentley is going to come back? Actually, no, you know what I'm going to do? Between Jawan Bentley, Jamie Collins, we all know how Jamie Collins is, how good he is and everything, and Dante Hightower. Out of those three, who do you think is coming back? Who do you think is leaving? Do you think any of them are coming back? What do you think? I hate to say it, man. This hurts. I feel like I'm giving like a, a eulogy at a funeral here. Jamie Collins is gone. He's yeah. not coming back. His yep. Patriots tenure for his career is over. He's yep. gone. He's not coming back. We will never see a 91 or a 58 with Collins on the back of it, unfortunately. And it kills me. I loved him. Drafting him out of Mizzou, he had so many big moments early in his career. He was the perfect linebacker. Fast, big, can tackle. Sounds like the Could Muhammad Ali the soundbite. Yeah, just perfect. Uh, he's gone. He's definitely gone, and that kills me. But I also think Juwan Bentley's gone, too. And that's, yep. like you said, I don't think that's a huge loss. They're trying to move on, get a little younger, get a little faster. And he killed it with the tackles. That man can wrap up. Killer technique. I liked what I saw from him with those stats, though, and all the tackles that he had. It's high time he got a contract with Miami, so I'm sure he's off to South Beach. Yep. Seems like a given. That yep. seems like the clear-cut next move. Yep. Unless he's been there already, then he'll go to the Lions. We've seen that before. <laughs> and then there's Dante. That seems like the big question. Like, I feel like the swag P meme where I look at you with a bunch of question marks behind Mm -hmm. me. I don't, I truly have no idea what to think about Dante Hightower. In my heart of hearts, I want him back. I want him back real bad. I just don't know if it happens. I, you, right now on, in their linebacking core, I think they, they need him, I think, for like two years, maybe just to have that to veteran issue president. the next uh, wave yeah, of great Patriots kind of, Just like team. Gerard Mayo did with him. I think Dante yep. Hightower has to be there to even, and again, he's not, He's he knows he's at the end. He's not going to, he had a chance to leave before he didn't. He stayed. Um, I, I, I got to think he comes back on maybe a two-year, somewhat of a team-friendly deal. I mean, I, I agree with you, though. Jamie Collins, he's gone. Awesome. I, I wish you could have stayed here longer. wish you could have produced more when you were here, but I know things kind of happened, whatever. Um, you're gone. Probably not coming back. Um, Jawan Bentley, time for you to go, man. Go get your contract. Go do your thing. You know, I think yeah. right now he's the he's uh, pro football focuses eighth rated linebacker right now available. He'll get a big contract somewhere. Probably won't live up to it because that's what Belichick does with players. He makes them look better than they are. But Dante Hightower gotta think he comes back i th- i if 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 i'm gonna wish wishful gonna, thinking though i don't i don't know because he he did have a year off for covid so if you want to add that in there like he's technically he has a year up from where he is i mean i know that there are not i know there's been reported interest from both sides i don't i think it's going to come down to if a team blows his socks off and wants him to leave but yeah. i also know that hightower he just had a kid. He probably doesn't want to move his whole family. You know, he wants it. He loves New England. New England loves him. I mean, Gerard Mayo is on the staff. Him and Mayo were close. Yeah. I think. Oh, you it, have, it hurts if you me. have to say, if you have to make a decision, gun to your head, some dude's robbing your house. And he says, is Dante Hightower leaving or staying? If you don't give me a flat answer, I'm robbing everything in your house and skinning your cat. What's your answer? 
No, I don't think he comes back. I don't think he comes back. And I have to say it. I say it because I think Devin McCourty is coming back. So I think that he's going to be the the veteran that gets brought back. Now, if, if Hightower doesn't have anybody out there, he wants to come back and do his thing. That's fine. But this room, this is a crowded room right now. It is. I mean, you have obviously Judon, is staying. He's not going anywhere. Yep. Uche, he was kind of hurt. He was dinged up a little bit. He's I, staying I think, though. He's got yeah, big time upside. Not going anywhere. Um, Winovich, I mean, he's he's on the team, so we'll see what happens. I don't know, he's but he's as gone as Nikhil Harry. He, he, oh, Nikhil fucking Harry. Um, Ronnie Perkins, we know about Ronnie Perkins, future yep. Hall of Franchise. We know he's stone, staying yeah. here. We know he's staying here. Uh, Anthony Jennings missed him all last year. I love him. I he, love him. He is going to be, I can't say really good because we haven't seen him play. He didn't play at all last year, but he expected to be very good. Um, yep. Cam McGrone, fast linebacker, can play side and to side. Watch his highlights. He He's going to play a role. Raekwon McMillan, he's been in the league a little bit. He came over from Vegas uh, as an unrestricted free agent, I believe. Uh, he, he tore his ACL just, this year in, in yeah. minicamp. I, yeah, I was yeah, no, there he didn't he play either. It. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, he didn't play either. So it, it is a crowded room. And I, I think the Patriots are trying to get away from those, those you know, heavy thumping linebackers. You know, I, I think they're trying to move to your kind of quicker sideline to sideline linebackers. I would love to see him come back. I would love to see it. I think he can still come back for a couple of years and kind of, you know, produce. But like you said, gun to my head, they're going to skin my cat if I don't answer. I don't think he comes back. I, I hate to say it. I hate, 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 hate to say it. It's just like when we do season predictions, and I have to predict a loss for the Patriots. I hate to say it, but I don't think Hightower comes back. Yeah. See, I, I truly can't pin an answer one way or another for me. Like, I know, gun it's to my, tough. G- gun to my head, I'm just telling him to shoot me. Like, I, I can't, I'm like, oh, I, I can't think of, uh, I can't think of anything. Cause it's like, like you said, so he's been here for most of his whole career. And if we're being realistic, linebackers shelf life is much shorter than just about any other position besides maybe linemen. And even now linemen are holding on. I realistically think Hightower has maybe two, three years tops left in the league. If I'm Dante Hightower, do I really want to start over from scratch? New system that I don't know in my last two years. It seems like a terribly not ideal situation for him. Like you said, I'm sure he's got family rooted here. Doesn't want to uproot and leave. But if you're the Patriots, you look at him. We liked him. We looked at every game. We looked at every box score. We were always checking out Dante Hightower did after the game. He held it down. He did Pretty good. Yes. Well would be the word I would use to describe him. But there were those big plays where he missed the tackle and their other teams running back would go for a long touchdown or the blown coverages where he just wasn't fast enough to do his job where they were killing us over the middle and he couldn't hold down the, uh, the deep quarter there. Ah, if I'm the team, I'm hesitant to bring him back for anything less than a massive pay cut if he wants to take it. And then it comes down to does a dude who for what foregoed 
I don't think that's the word, but four went. Gave up, four, yeah, four, is that it? <laughs> so, something like that. Four went. Let's use that. His uh, year for COVID didn't get paid for that year. I'm pretty sure they just kind of bumped us the next year. He already lost money there. Do you want to lose money again taking a small contract with the Patriots? Do you want to go cash in and you know play with the Lions and be miserable for three years, but you'll be rich for the rest of your life? It's it's tough. Both sides have an argument. Both sides make sense. I truly can't pick. It's tough, and Be- Belichick likes him too. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I know that. In everyone he does. did, he did, he did show up last year. He did play well. Again, there were some towards the end of the year. There were some missed tackles, things like that. But but we saw I, it from I, McCourty too. You can't make every tackle. No. But I'm sure the Patriots look at those and go, "Geez, Dante Hightower in 2015 would have made that tackle." Mm. No. Yep. Yep. He probably would have made the tackle, forced a fumble, picked it up, yep. all that fun stuff. But absolutely stiff armed his way to the zone. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my first tough decision here. And yeah, I think that Hightower, I think he's gone. But at the same time, everything you said makes sense. He might want to stay. He knows he only has a few more years left, doesn't want to move everything. He wants to just, you know, I'm good. I don't need to go learn another system. If anything, though, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to the Titans. Mike Vrabel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see him on the Titans, but I, I hope I hope he doesn't go anywhere. Let's no, just say that. I hope not. he doesn't. Yep. Oh, I don't want him to leave by but any I, means. But I think I think he's going to be one of those moves that hurts Patriots fans. That is what the Patriots do. Bill Belichick, he hurts you with these moves, but then halfway through the year, you're like, ah, okay, like I, uh, okay, yeah. like yeah, I know you yep. know better than me. I know. It like High Tower died for our sins. That's all yeah. right. Now we're fine. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but I, I. I if I had to gun to my head, I'd say he's not coming back. I want him to come back. You want him to come back. And again, it's, it's just too tough of a decision because you never know what's going to happen. So yeah. who knows? But the the free agents that are available right now, um, the the first one on the list, don't know why I have him there. He's a he's a defensive end. That guy. You see him? The first one there. We're not going to talk about him. Yeah. He, yeah that, he, I, I, I didn't even notice that. But yeah, he, no, he is a defensive end. He is a D end, and we will talk about him, and I want him here. Um, so first one, we got Josie, Jose, don't know how to say his name. Jose, Jewel, Jewel, Jewel. I don't know. Like the, everything that I looked up about him, he is, he's from the Broncos. He is a, a high tower esque type of a guy. He, he can big praise. He can kind of come down. He can kind of call what's going on in the field. He knows what's going on. He can tackle. He can, he can rush the passer if he has to. Um, he can stop the run a little bit. Wouldn't mind him coming over here. Um, that was kind of my first one there. And again, these names aren't sexy. You're not going to see many sexy names here because I don't think that linebacker is really a, a sexy position. Save for maybe. Differ. I'm aroused by at least two of these names on here. Say for maybe a couple of them on there. Well, speaking of arouse, it's probably not a good thing to say about this next guy, Alexander Johnson. So he missed four years of his career due to rape charges, but he got uh, acquitted of those things. I guess he, you know, I don't know what happened with the case or anything, but I guess it got thrown out, got proved that he didn't do it. So he is 30 right now but he's really only like 24 in like football years. So wouldn't mind him coming. He is also from the Broncos. Broncos aren't going to be able to hold on to everybody. So nope. Broncos are going to have someone, someone packing um, shit. Maybe Hightower goes to the Broncos teams up with Von Miller and they have an awesome year. And we're all pissed that Hightower left. Um, 
Wouldn't mind him coming over here. Um, Josh Bine. It's so tough for me to get amped up over linebackers. I can't. It's really? Tough. Oh, yeah, I love it's it. Tough. Linebacker was my position in high school, so I I eat the shit up. I I I love the position. I love watching linebackers play. Love watching them make plays. Can't get excited over some of these guys because, like, honestly, I mean, they're just not—they're not like household names. We'll we'll get to some of those down the list a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, like Alexander Johnson. Obviously, he's been out of the game, so he's not a flashy name. Josie Jewell is a backup, uh, and like mm-hmm. he would play in like nickel coverages, and then more and more would get more playing time. But even still, he's he's been a career backup for the most part, so not wildly sexy. And Josh Bynes. You got in the description here, run-stopping linebacker. Those guys are not the ones that you know about. Luke Keekley stopped the run, but he also intercepted every damn ball in the air. So exactly. that's yeah. why you knew him. Mm-hmm. All the other linebackers, that Brian Erlacher, that guy made big plays. If you, yep. you're thinking of a linebacker, it's usually because he's completely and utterly dominant every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. And other if guys who are just have – like Juwan Bentley – if, if this is a Rams podcast, we're looking at Juwan Bentley and going, who the fuck is Juwan Bentley? No idea. Like, who? Yeah. What? Juwan Bentley? What? How do you say his name? Juwan? Like, what the hell? Juwan? Yeah, yeah, they don't know anything about Juwan Bentley. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile so, we're sitting here like, yeah, he played really well last year. It's his fourth yeah, year of his deal. He Exactly. We it. have shit to say about it. I'm sure, you know, yeah. players that or teams that follow Josh Bynes that have had him on the team. <laughs> really like the guy his stats are pretty good too for for all it's worth but he's not like a big play guy the interceptions aren't there he's he's not no. a game changer no no he's just and that's why i think the names i was looking at here and everything i mean there's some actually the next three names i put on there are actually a little bit more well known but i don't think the pats if they pick someone up as for in free agency for linebacker i don't think they're, they're going to pick up some you know big stalwart guy that you can build on for the next however many years. I think they're going to pick up someone who they can plug in there for the next two or three years. Uh, kind of similar to an Adrian Phillips, even though Phillips has obviously outplayed his thing. That's yes. why he got another contract. It's but something like that. Though. The no name guys always come in and ball. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be one of that where, you know, he kind of looked like, Hey man, I'm going to bring you in. This is what I want you to do. I'm not going to ask you to do things you don't know how to do. I'm going to have you, you know, put you in the best position to do what you do. Um, so like, I don't know, you know, a run stopper would be nice to have, but I put thumper there because that's what he is. He's more of like your bigger, like Jawan Bentley type where they, they might not be really fast, but like they can stop the run, but it's nothing crazy. Um, the next one I put down here, Leighton Vander Ash. That's a name that people know because he is from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, kind of fell off. I think he's only like 28 right now, which is great. Yeah. Wouldn't hate him coming over because I think he's going to be on a relatively cheap contract because he has had a relative kind of a down couple of years. Um, wouldn't hate him coming over here for, you know, three year deal or something like that. Um, Jay on Brown. He. He's the one I would want if I had to pick from the Titans. He's fast. I've seen him before on the Titans. He can cover if he has to as well. He can make tackles. I personally, that's the guy I would want on here. Um, And I think maybe it's just because I've seen him play on the Titans more. So maybe I'm just more familiar with him. So I'm biased in that sense. Um, But I would want Jayon Brown here. I don't know what contract he's going to get. Um, that's the other thing with all these free agents. They might just price themselves out of here. So yeah. who, who knows? And then the last one I put down was Anthony Barr. So Anthony Barr, I've always liked him. Um, 
I mean, I, I he's got a little bit of an edge to him too. Um, I have no, I would have no qualms with you bringing Anthony Barr over here. At- I think that's a that's a sexy name right there. That's yep. that's something that the girl in my dreams whispers in my ear before we're about to make sweet passionate one. That's that's a name that gets the flag up the pole. I really, 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 really like Anthony Barr, mm-hmm. and he had the most interceptions of his career just last year. Otherwise, the numbers are fairly decent for him. He's still seventy-two combined tackles, which is just about up there for the most he's ever had. 34 assisted is also the most he's ever had for assisted tackles. And the sacks are always pretty consistent. He's never had above four. Last year, he had two and a half. His highest is three and a half. Or actually, his highest is four, actually. So, yeah, he's um he's always been a big play guy to me. Like, I remember when he first came into the league out of UCLA, he got a couple pick sixes, a couple strip sacks, brought him back to the house. And I was like, this guy's a premier outside linebacker. I played outside linebacker. I loved, hate to admit it, DeMarcus Ware and people like that growing up. So Mm -hmm. when I look at this guy, he kind of has that same vibe about him. He is old though. He's been in the league for eight years as a linebacker. That's a tough one, but the production hasn't dipped at all. I think, in a Bill Belichick-led defense, this guy can be, once again, deadly. Like, he can step in and easily, easily fill a Van Noy role mm-hmm. and uh, go get us a couple sacks at that and bring a veteran presence for some of these young linebackers, too. This was the sexiest name on this list for me. The fact that you said that he's been in the league for a little bit, his numbers are never eye-popping, I think that's one of the reasons he may he should be on the Patriots radar. He should be yeah. on the Patriots fans radar because who who is going to be knocking down his door? Of course, people are going to look at him. He's a he's a well known name. Yeah. He's still good and everything. But who like th- this strikes me as someone that Belichick would kind of scoop up, just two, screams Patriots deal, player, and then and then plug him in. Yeah, because again, you uh. don't need you don't need someone in as a linebacker to to be able to you know come up with all these sacks or all these things because that's just not the system Belichick runs. Anthony Barr, I would love him. The those last two guys, uh Brown and Barr, either one of them I would want I would want on this team because I think that makes it so if you have to let go of uh Hightower, you can of course you're not going to be able to kind of to replace the leadership that Hightower has, but still veteran so you can get him yep. in there. Um yeah I would I would love Brown's a middle linebacker, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. Yeah. So what about Leighton Vanderesh? Do you want him? I mean, he's, I know that he has, I know that he has talent. That's why I put him on there. I mean, anybody that has talent, I mean, who knows? Maybe Belichick can get him in the right spot. Um, You know, he was on some Cowboys defenses that were pretty good. So pretty bad. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I am pretty bad down the stretch, but that's kind of the Cowboys in general. Sure. I wouldn't hate him. How do you feel about Leighton Vanderash? I don't want him. I absolutely no, don't why? Him. Why? No. Because I think he sucks. I just, uh, I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like players who played for the Cowboys. I don't like players who recently played for the Cowboys. Uh, this is going to be contradictory coming to what I would say next, but I just, there's nothing about him that I like. I don't like his Dutch name. I don't like the way he plays on the field. He's not very exciting. Overall, I just, I hate him. I absolutely hate him. I don't want him because then I'm going to have to like him if he comes to the Patriots. And I have pleasantly enjoyed hating this guy for the last couple of years to give up that hatred would uh, be a disservice to me and him really in the long run. 
if we're talking about former Cowboys linebackers that I'm looking at a little more than him, and this sounds ridiculous because he's basically out of the league now. Jalen Smith. Wasn't he at- not attached, but maybe it was just someone, some random person on Twitter. I feel like the Patriots were somewhat interested in him. I mean, and, and when, why would they cut when they cut him the first time around the leading teams to sign him were the Eagles, the Patriots and the Packers and the latter succeeded. He signed with the, the Packers. Packers. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then they cut him. He didn't even last the whole season. He finished with the giants and he was on their practice squad and got bumped up to the active roster just for like the last couple of games when they weren't winning anything. Hmm. He's basically out of league, but he has a lot of problems too. He's a, a oh, linebacker man. that his his effort just fluctuates. Like yep. he doesn't try in some circumstances. Some games you'll be like, this dude's unbelievable. He's got the perfect size, gigantic human being, jacked, mm-hmm. good enough hands, can play the passing lanes, has decent speed for his size, can stop the run. Hella, hella. And it just didn't work out for him. I think those bad habits, which ended up eating him alive mm-hmm. in Dallas, because, you know, you can play like shit in Dallas and no one's going to care. Amari Cooper's been robbing that franchise of money for the last couple of years. Uh-huh. So they don't, they don't care. That's a, that's like a shit. shot. That's um, an unnecessary shot. Uh, totally not unnecessary. So they don't care if you play well. He's just kind of was able to settle into mediocrity and kind of keep his money. And then hell, they they finally got fed up with it and cut him. I think if Bill was willing to take a risk on this guy, it's definitely a risk because maybe he still sucks and maybe he gets cut after two days. The upside is Bill could shape this dude into a premier middle linebacker. Huge upside. I think he was a first round pick out of Notre Dame. I remember him in college and being picked and being like, no, the Cowboys got him. I was so mad. And he had a great start to his career. I wouldn't hate that. I I didn't even think of him because like you said, he's he he has been he's he's out of the league, even though he's technically in the league. It's one of those things where he even when he's in the league, you're just counting down the the weeks for him to be out of the league. So I, I would not hate that at all. I did, he wasn't even on my radar because, like I said, I don't even picture him as an option because I don't even – he he, he, he he really fell he, off. He could like be a made-up name. Quick. Yeah. He was really good. Sounds, too. Like, a, sounds like a generic name. Jalen Smith. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a real person. Yeah, sure, sure. Mr. Madden creative player. I'm sure it is. Dan Smith, BYU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't I, – I don't know about that. That'd be – I just think, think it's a high-risk, high-reward situation for him. The move that Belichick's done before, he he's yeah. made those moves. Yeah. That, you we know, brought I mean, in Albert Hainsworth. I was just going to say he brought in Albert Hainsworth. You had Albert <laughs> it doesn't Hainsworth. get more high-risk, high-reward than that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I mean, you had um, – I keep forgetting the guy's name, the linebacker from the Ravens that the Patriots gave a contract to, not Judon. Adalus Thomas? Adalus Thomas, yes, yes. He was he, a monster. Not when he came here. (laughs) So like he, he takes risks on, and I didn't even think that was a risk. I thought that was a slam dunk of a move. And then it it clearly was not from what I remember. I I don't never remember him being all that bad. He won like two Super Bowls with us. But he, but he he wasn't like, he didn't live up to anything. Like he he wasn't as dominant. He was part of that two thousands Ravens. I'm pretty sure. And then came here and, wasn't as dumb but then again he was also playing with willie mcginnis and teddy brewski yeah, and yeah, other yeah, just yeah. gods yeah. gods at linebacker mm-hmm. like how do you uh, mm-hmm. roosevelt colvin was sick back then oh i loved rosie Col- oh 
Yeah. Forgot about COVID. So, yeah. so he was playing in a stacked house there. It's, odds are stacked against him in a sense, but mm. who who else who else do you have at linebacker? Because that's all I have. I was kind of just taking a look at everything other than names at the bottom. Anthony Barr, I think, has has leapfrogged Brown to be my number one guy that I want them to get. Um, just kind of everything you said, he's he's still producing. I think I could see him in a Bill Belichick defense just lighting it up kind of not necessarily stats wise, but just being productive, um, freeing up space for other guys, just, you know, being where he needs to be, all that stuff. Anthony Barr is my guy. Uh, did you have any other linebackers on there? Yeah, I had, uh, I had three other ones that I thought we were, were worth looking at anyway. So the first one was the top linebacker in this class, Anthony Hitchens, top linebacker. He'll probably get a big contract elsewhere. So this was kind of a, a far cry is the word I would use for that. But he's a big body, can stuff the middle. He's basically just kind of a younger Dante Hightower. He's not going to kill it in the passing lanes, but he can make tackles. Obviously, if he doesn't get a fat deal elsewhere, I would invite him. That's kind of my reach. That's less likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at... Yeah, he's a pretty decently big name for a middle linebacker. Um, Christian Kirksey was my other one from Houston. I remember him on the Browns. He had a couple big games. He went to another team, too, after the Browns. Um, I can't remember it before he went to Houston. But from what I remember of him, he was a damn good linebacker a couple years ago. Just the name stuck with me. And then my last two names on this list – one of them the Patriots already had. They can bring this guy back. He's still young, unrestricted free agent, John Bostick. Do you remember Jonathan Bostick? Yeah, no, I wouldn't hate that at all. Yeah, I wouldn't hate he's, John he's Bostick. He's not at crazy, all. not a big name, not going to turn our franchise around, but he's depth. He knows the system, been here before, and he's had marginal success in the league. I like John Bostick. Yeah, that's a, that's a depth piece. And I think that that's like, unless you can get someone, you know, on the cheap who can come in and kind of play starting minutes, I sound like I'm talking about basketball, but you know, yeah. can actually, you know, play, you know, some significant things like Correct that. You're really, you're, you're really just signing for depth here. Yes. So I, I would not mind Bostic at all. It, all um, of us expect like the young guys to fill in and be starters. Like I expect yeah. Anthony Anthony Jennings to come in yep. and be automatic big minutes mm-hmm. guy. You obviously mm-hmm. expect the world of Ronnie Perkins, me slightly less, but still expect a lot. Pro Bowl. Uh, yep. And these other young guys all have potential too. So at that point you're going for depth. I think that's kind of a win-win there. Mm-hmm. My last yeah. one's kind of a Hail Mary. This guy's a stud. I've always liked him, but he's suffered a lot of injuries. I think like an ACL tear or two. Quan Alexander. Oh, yeah. Quan Alexander. I remember that. Yeah. Name. I, I, I think I, I came across him earlier and I was like, ah, I feel like he's going to get a big contract. He may not just because I recognize the name. I thought that. they, they rated him as a got it. It's got to be like the 10th best linebacker here, but he was one of they have him as an inside linebacker. I remember him as an outside linebacker, but he would play the pass extremely well just a great pass coverage linebacker nothing crazy he's not going to make every tackle but hell most of our other guys seem to be there because they can run sideline to sideline and make tackles because they're young you very youthful and energetic if we can get Quan alexander to kind of play the middle and not get gouged by buffalo's incredible amounts of crossing routes 
I think that's totally worth bringing in. He was on the 49ers when they went to the Super Bowl. He was on the Buccaneers a while ago, and they were pretty good too. He's always been somebody that I've looked at on Sundays. He makes big plays. I, I don't know what he's done recently in his career, actually, but I'm trying to pull it up here. I'm trying to look to see if they know what he may, what his projected contract may be. Let me see. Where'd it go? Quan Alexander. There he is. Okay. Yeah, he's on the uh, – see, he's wearing number five. Hate that. Hate that. It yeah. just confuses oh, I, me. Yeah, no, I don't like that it's one. A, bit. Not even confusing me. It just it just upsets me. I don't know. Um, I do not like that, Sam. I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. So, people, uh, so they're saying – what is this? Saints, USA Today. They're saying uh, around $7 million maybe. Eh, that's uh. something – it's nothing but... terrible, but it's probably more than our price range anyway. It seems like he's still playing at a good level, though. Three and a half sacks last year, 50 tackles and a pick. That's kind yeah. of what you look for as a, as a pass coverage linebacker. I'd obviously like more than one interception, but it's a linebacker. Everyone yeah. goes deep now. Yeah, no, not much you can say. Uh, yeah, Quan Alexander, I would love that if you can get him here, too. But again, it's just going to be one of those things where who – like, is he going to, is, is he going to get priced out of here? That's why you almost have to look at like these depth pieces, these depth, you know, veteran guys, older guys, guys coming off injuries, kind of guys who have underperformed uh, a la like a, like a Leighton Van Der Esch who has kind of fallen off in the eyes of yeah, you know sucks. NFL fans and stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would like that. Jalen Smith is the name that you kind of threw my head for a whirl here. Yeah. Jalen Smith would be amazing. Imagine if he comes here and works out. That would be that would be something. I would I would be just give him a give him a workout. Throw him uh, into the preseason fold and see how it does. Mm -hmm. It an off season and preseason with the Patriots. I firmly believe whatever bad habits they have, they will sniff that shit right out of them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and if he if he doesn't fall in line. Ideally, you sign him to a team-friendly type thing. Just release him, cut him. Oh, he get bare, bare minimum. He was playing for a practice squad this year. Yeah. You can get him for nothing. Yeah, no harm, no foul. So, yeah. So I think I'm gonna go. If I had to pick them to them to sign a free agent, I'm still going Anthony Barr. I would like that. I think that'd be probably the most. Oh, 100. He's one. my number one. But I. I didn't even think of of uh, of John Bostic. I could see Bostic coming back here and, and being kind of a nice depth piece, you know, plug and play when you need him. Uh, say there's a little injury, he can go in there and play. Like you said, he knows the system as well. Um, yeah. I would, he goes into would the long play. list of Patriots linebackers who have come through and left that most people have forgot about, like the Jonathan Castillas of the world. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, I remember him. John, it's, when he was he. He was on the Super Bowl team. He was on the Super Bowl team. Okay. Yeah, yeah when we had yeah, Revis and Browner. Yep. Yep. John Casillas. I forgot about him. Um, I love that guy. But yeah, so that's your linebackers there. Um, next, I think I want to save DBs and safeties and everything to the end. So we'll go Moving on to D-line. Right now, Pats have Dietrich Wise Jr. Stud. D- Bro, say, say, say his last name. Devin Godshow. I I hear you say it. It's one of those names I will never be able to say back. Godshow. David De- yep. Devin Godshow. Oh shit, God, look at me. There we go. Uh, yeah, God and then instead of C H A U X it's show S H O W. Godshow. There it like is. Godshow. Look at that. Look at that. Devin Godshow. Look at me go. Nope. Um so I only know that cuz I went to Louisiana and everything ends with uh 
E or A U X. It just throws me off. I see it and I'm like, God, God, chow. God, like, like, like God, chow. Yeah, God, chocks. Um, God, no. Uh, uh no. <laughs> our boy. Um, yeah. Farmer, obviously, we know. Lawrence Guy, Byron Cowart, uh, Daniel Ikuali, I think is how you say his name. Bill yep. Murray, um, not the actor. And then Carl Damn. Davis Jr. Really is a Bill Murray is a free agent. Uh, kind of right off the top, Carl Davis Jr. is not coming back. Um, no, we can make that kind one of clear. No, no reason for him to. Um, Dietrich Wise just signed a deal last year. Uh, he's playing fine. Um, God Show playing well. I mean, I think yep. we all agree with that one. Barmore, we know him. That Barmore goes without guy. saying. Yeah, don't even need to bring him up. Byron Coward, uh, big body. He got hurt this year, so you didn't really see him. Um, he's good when he's here. I think the Patriots might look more probably in the draft. And I, I think, honestly, since we're talking about this, I think in the linebacker, I think everywhere on defense, they're probably going to go draft for most of these needs. But free agents, though, if they can get them, um, let's just start with the first one. Chandler Jones, he's going to be available. Cardinals are saying they don't want to pay him. Do you want Chandler Jones back on this team? Can we pay him? And sign me. Uh, give them Chase Winovich. Give them Nikhil Harry. Who else do you want to throw in there? Yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't even care. We're giving them negative value with those two guys. So. Whoever, whoever, and and a third round pick. <laughs> Just get if you could get. Could you imagine Chandler Jones, Christian Barmore up front, even Lawrence Guy too. Matthew Judon behind Jones yeah. on the other side, Uche rushing the passer. Like you got all the, I, I don't even want to think about it too much. Cause I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen, but if Chandler Jones can come here, Oh buddy. Oh buddy. Things are going to be changing if Chandler Jones comes here, but call me crazy. Chandler Jones is a Super Bowl move. I wouldn't even call you crazy. Because Chandler like, Jones is that type of guy who can come yeah. here. For a and, defensive end, if you sign a defensive end, I don't think anyone in the world besides maybe if you sign prime J.J. Watt, you're like, this is a Super Bowl move. But no, Chandler Jones is a Super Bowl move. He is because what he adds to the defense. You know, this defense is going to be good anyway. You know, I, I know they fell off towards the end of the year last year. but That's neither here nor there. If you have Chandler Jones on this line, with bar because you gotta think about it. they're gonna double team Barmore. They're going to yeah, oh yeah. So if they're if not, got, they're making a big mistake. If you got Judon and you got uh Chandler Jones coming at you, are you kidding me? Dog, his what stats are, are disgusting. What are you gonna do? Yeah, no, they're oh they're they're crazy. God. That's why I, I I think he might he might get paid some big contract elsewhere, but you you gotta if kick there's the any on. chance, yeah. If there's any hope. Hell, go to him and be like, hey, come home. We won't be able to pay you as much. But remember all the winning you had here? Remember remember you how fun a big it was? Part of this. Remember yeah. that? Although it did end pretty ungloriously, if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking about. I don't think. I don't. You know, what a weird situation that was. <laughs> Shows up naked to the police station in socks, claiming that he, he's overdosing on weed. <laughs> he's flipping out to the police. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe he smoked like maybe synthetic weed. And he overdosed. might have to iron that out with Belichick and be like, hey, 
just letting you know, like I'm I, a better I go man. Out, I go out fully clothed now. You don't have to worry about me. <laughs> I I'm staple all my clothes to my body now. Couldn't take them off if I wanted to. <laughs> Couldn't take them off if I wanted to. So don't worry, Coach, Coach, Coach Belichick, Billy B. I'll be here. I will be. Oh here. God, dude! When I heard that, I was like, "That's ridiculous." We do have to put these numbers in context, though. Ten and a half sacks this season on paper—that looks killer. He had five in Week One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's bad. So that's yeah. bad. Yeah. So that's really just that, that's really five. The whole yeah. Game. Like it. Like yeah, if you want to take that, out that one game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean, five and a half if we're getting specific. But like, yeah, so yeah. that's unspectacular. That's scary, and that's why I think there's hope for the Patriots, though, because other teams look at this and go, "Oh my God, he's getting worse. He's inconsistent." Like this is this is his year because he's been in the league since 2012. He's old. He's coming up on 10 years now. Yeah, damn. They're looking at it. And they're like 10 years bruising defensive end. Do we give this guy a big deal? And Bill just da, 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 comes through the tunnel like I will. I would, I honestly, if that happens where teams are looking at him, they're like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to sign him, you know, if he, you know, if he, you know, end of his end of the last couple of years, who knows what's going to happen with him. I don't know if he, if he's at that age where he's starting to fall off, wouldn't be surprised if Bill calls him. He's like, Hey, you want to come here? You know, quick two-year deal. You know, we got, we got something good going up front here. You can, you know, do your thing. Why wouldn't he I, I wouldn't hit it. He, he, he already got, he already got his bat. He already got the money. So it's kind of like, I mean, if, if, if he's not looking to get another huge contract, Chandler Jones, easy bar none far and away. He's the guy you got to go after, but who knows if he'll come here though? I don't know. But um, next guy I had on there, I had Akeem Hicks. Um, Akeem Hicks is the number one guy available right now in free agency. Um, he number is one. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, again, kind of. No one knows for sure, but it's just kind of ratings and all That's that. That's how they ranked him. Yeah, I could see him getting a huge contract, but I still had to put his name on the list because I would like to see him come yeah. here. Former Patriot. I think it was only one year, but we won the Super Bowl yeah. with him. Yep. God, yep. I love him. Love him. Yeah. I would. I would love for him to come back. Another homecoming. Come on back, yeah. buddy. Please come back. Um, but Calais Campbell, next one. Calais Campbell, I think, is a little bit more realistic because he is older. He's older. You could get him for two years. Um, Campbell can kind of do everything. You rush the passer. You can stop the run as well. Um, he wouldn't have to play any, you know, almost every down or anything like that at all um, because the Patriots actually have a good amount of depth on the D-line right now. Um he is kind of old. I don't know what his market is. I have no idea at all. Um, wouldn't hate Calais Campbell coming here, though. Um, what do you got cooking over there? Do you know where Calais Campbell went to school? Florida State? No, because I would have killed him by now. <laughs> Where'd he go? He attended the sacred, the prestigious the palatial University of Miami. The palatial. Palatial Jesus. University of Miami. All right, so you like him. Yep. Means there's nothing I wouldn't do for the man. If he comes to my house with a bloody knife and a bag with the decomposing body parts in it, I tell him, where do I hide this? Whatever he wants, I will do for him. No questions asked, bar none. He is a winner. 
and another yeah. defensive lineman to steal away from the Ravens. Hell, you said we missed on a Dalis Thomas. We hit on Matthew Judon. Things come in threes. Let's try another one. I'll roll the dice here. He's unbelievable. Six, Mm -hmm. eight, monster, and a true leader. Just veteran presence. He seems like one of those guys that Bill Belichick has played against for years and years and years and just Mm -hmm. always been like, I got to get you on my team. You're a disruptor. There's nothing he really couldn't do. We could line him up at wide receiver. He'd catch a thousand yards. I there's I would love, 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 love to have Calais Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a big move. That that would be one of those things to me where Belichick's kind of like, listen, like I think I th- I think we're in a good spot. I just want, you know, a defensive guy, a veteran that I can, you know, put in there. Yeah. If if he has to play meaningful time and everything, or you know, starter starters worth of you know time, he can. Otherwise, you can kind of split time with Guy. You know, Barmore is going to be going into his second year. Maybe he wants to spell him a little bit. Um, I would love Calais Campbell. To, yeah, to come oh, 100%. Up. And it's a great pitch for Campbell, too. Like, hey, you got a couple of years on, mm-hmm. left. Just keep it competitive. You basically won throughout your career. Even when he was in Jacksonville, they went to the championship game, played the Patriots. Goddamn, keep the train rolling. You're a winner. Play for the most winning Bring franchise. In. Bring him in. Let's go. Come on. Uh, Calais Campbell, please come here. Um, Next, former Bills, Jerry Hughes. I would like him just because he was from the Bills. I would like to see him come over here and then go sack Josh Allen. Um, Good player. Another guy that's a little bit older. Um, He would probably get more of like your veteran type of a deal. Um, Wouldn't hate that at all. Um, But Jerry Hughes, I think you'd be kind of adding not only a player, but you'd also be making sure the Bills don't get him again. So wouldn't mind him. It's a name that I'm familiar with too, and it might yeah. just be because he's from the Bills and I've seen him play, um, but wouldn't hate it. That's another one that I think, you know, you're not expecting him to make any world-beating plays, but just kind of come in, be productive. He's always been above average. Exactly. Yeah, I-, I remember him making plays whenever I'd watch the Bills and Pats, so. I'd be happy with him coming in. So I'm with you. Took the um, words out of my mouth. Uh, Linval Joseph. This name, every time I see this name, I hear it all the time. Love the name. I don't know why. Linval just like sounds weird, but it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Um, would not mind him at all because he is kind of a big body guy. His thing, he's a run stopper. Patriots need a little bit of help stopping the run. Um, they were a little spotty at best last season. Um, would not mind him at all. I think all these guys too, they're all projected to make, you know, six, seven, eight million dollars. So not wild contracts. Um, maybe not the veterans, veterans a little bit less, but none of these contracts should make it so the Pats can't get them unless some team comes in and you know swoops in. Jacks up the price. Yeah, yeah, throws out like a nine, ten million uh dollar contract, which should be bananas, but um wouldn't mind him at all. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, I will tell you one thing. I have never heard of this man until I actually, until I looked up, I was like, okay, I think maybe I I might've seen you a little bit, um, but kind of similar to Linval Joseph run stopper. Good guy. Get him in there. Kind of plug the holes. Nothing really crazy about that. Last one I put down Sheldon Richardson, former jet, former Brown, if I remember correctly as well. Um, Two shitty teams come to a good team. Come play over here. Another old guy. Sheldon Richardson has been around for a while, but uh, like, I, I don't think 
the Pats are going to be signing any huge names here. I think it's either going to be depth pieces or they're going to go through the draft, which I think is what they'll do for linebackers as well. Um, what do you, what do you, th- do you think they're going to make any moves a free agent at the, in the, um, for the defensive end, defensive line, whatever you're looking at, or do you have anybody else that they might go after? This is a tough one. I think they don't make a defensive line move unless it's for an extremely versatile lineman, such as Chandler Jones. Well, yeah. not even versatile. He's just fantastic. So you'd make yeah. a big move for a great edge rusher like him or a Calais Campbell who can play defense tackle, defensive end. You can kind of move him all over the place. So that would work. Bill loves versatility. Other than that, I, I hate to admit it. I've loved Linville Joseph since his days on the Giants when he would terrorize Tom Brady in Super Bowls. Jerry Hughes, also, like I said, above average. Couldn't point out Sebastian Joseph Day from a hole in the wall, so no. don't have much to say about him. No. But Sheldon Richardson, stellar athlete as well. Uh-huh. Great run stopper. I remember he had a – he chased down – Jarius Bird on like a screen. They threw a wide receiver screen to him. He was running downfield, wide open breakaway. The only one that tracked him down was Sheldon Richardson. He beat out defensive backs. He beat out safeties. This big dude's just hustling downfield and chasing. Oh, Jarius Wright, was it? Jarius Wright might have been the wide receiver, but he ended up making the tackle. And ever since then, I was like, this dude's a tremendous athlete. He had a huge year on the Jets, and then they caught him for some reason. I think he might have done something off the field. And then he just kind of faded into obscurity in the Browns, like most people do. Again, I'd like him. Will I, do I think they'll get him? No, I don't think there's much of a need for him now, especially now that he's older. I can only see them making a premier move for Calais Campbell or Chandler Jones. Akeem Hicks, if he gets criminally underpaid, he might be able to come back just because nice. we like bringing home homegrown talent. But mm-hmm. even then, I don't think we need him because Linville Joseph and Akeem Hicks kind of stuffed the middle. We kind of already have that. Uh, yep. Lawrence Guy, as much as our run defense was suspect at times, he also held it down plenty of times as mm-hmm. well. Him and the combination of our inside linebackers as well did do an above-average job. We are one of the better defenses for a reason throughout the season. I don't think you really screw that up by bringing in a bunch of new defensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, we had to touch on it because it is a position, a position group, but yeah, I think they kind of, they stand pat. Like I said, they might draft someone just to kind of keep the process going where you just keep rotating the guys in and out and everything. But yeah, I don't think unless Chandler Jones comes here because he wants to and all that, or, you know, Calais Campbell on the cheap because he is still very good. Of course. I, I, I don't think they do much here at this position. So, um, Let's uh let let's move on to the, the probably the most truth. the the moment of truth. J.C. Jackson did not get franchise tag today. The deadline was today at four p.m. Did not get tagged to come to really kind of if you if you've been paying attention to see how everything was was going along, shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. The tag was going to be seventeen point three million bucks right around there. Patriots weren't going to pay him that they tried to get a deal done with them. Didn't get anything done. I think this is just one of those cases where the guy wants to get paid. The Patriots have a finite amount of money they can spend. It sucks. Um, I think that I don't know if it even could have happened, but I would have liked for something to get done earlier before this. But then again, JC Jackson has kind of been dead set that he wants to test free agency. 
or that he wants to get a big multi-year, huge, huge contract, wants to get paid Jalen Ramsey money. Um, you know, I mean, I think I saw one report he's looking at, yeah, around $20 million a year. Damn. The Patriots aren't going to pay that. You know, it's just that's not how it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know what this defense looks like without him, but I don't think it's going to really hamstring them that much. It's definitely, you're going to miss him because he is a top three corner in the league. Let's, let's call it what it is. But I mean, you, you just got to hope that Belichick can coach around him. Maybe he drafts the corners are deep this year in this year's draft. Maybe they get something there, but um, before we kind of get into just, you know, wrap up everything with the DBs and all that stuff. What are your thoughts, man? Mr. INT is likely no longer a Patriot kills me feels like i've had my heart ripped out of my chest and i'm watching it beat to death in front of me it is uh there are a few words to describe the pain i'm feeling <sighs> it's just so annoying like i said uh, when we talked about him a couple episodes ago we see it all the time man we really do draft killer guys this whole bill belichick can't draft good players he can't draft wide receivers everyone else he crushes it this was a home run Big poppy out of the park home run slam dunk hit, uh, hit here with um with Mr. Int and it is it seems bleak. We like you said we won't be able to pay him. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I really just want to hold out hope that we get him somehow because I don't think he's declining anytime soon. I, there, this is consistency from a corner that I haven't seen since. I guess Stefan Gilmore's two years with the, the Patriots would be the last time we see it before then. Hell, it goes to like Darrell Revis. I don't I don't think Jalen Ramsey has been as stellarly consistent as most people have. And he certainly doesn't have the interception numbers. It hurts, man. It's really it shitty. Because this yeah. is a top caliber corner. And like if we're making a top five list of corners, he has to be on every single person's list. Everyone's list. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it sucks. And I know sure you got Jonathan Jones coming back. He's good at what he does, but he's not, let's not, yeah. let's, he's not JC Jackson. And, and I love Jonathan Jones. I think he is going to be a, he's going to come back and continue to be a really good corner, but you, he's not, he like, let's just call it what it is. He's not JC Jackson. So no, he's not going to be in top two in picks in two years. I saw, I saw someone, um, or, or I didn't see a bunch of people, but I saw, couple fans sweet you know I, I i gotta be upset about how the patriots handled this situation they couldn't looking at how they went about it everybody went about this the right way they went they went until the last year of his deal they tried to work out a deal they gave him an offer through the season which he says was an insult we have no idea what that is coming from a player you know that, that could mean they offered him 16 million and he was like i want 21 or 20 so who knows that doesn't i take that with a grain of salt they tried they tried to do what they could to work out a deal with them they couldn't franchise tag them because they don't have a bunch of cap space and even if they did i don't even know if they would franchise tag them because if you tag them you still got to fill holes in other places you know like you still have uh, that's a big thing like if we resigned him we wouldn't be able to address basically any of our other needs we wouldn't we wouldn't get mccordy back which I mean, what what's worse? It's like pick your poison. Do you do you want the legend back? Who's clearly eh, it doesn't. It feels weird saying he's not as good as he used to be because uh, I still think he's stellar. He's maybe yeah. only a notch or two on the ladder below what he used to be. So he's still mm-hmm. damn good. 
do you want the old legend that's established, been here his whole career, or do you want the young stud who's balling out of control with a bright future ahead of you? It's a tough spot. Yeah, it's a tough spot, especially when you kind of look. But then when when you put when you put the money in there, it's like it's just one of those situations. I don't think that every every situation like this deserves you know, a good guy, a bad guy, a team to get blame yeah. or something. I think just sometimes deals don't work out sometimes like this, like happened. this, this happened with Chandler Jones. It just, he got priced out. It happened with Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins get went out. It Chandler Jones did players. also smoke K2 and attack a police station. So as, as far as I know, JC Jackson did not do that, but yeah. um, like, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things where it just didn't work out. It sucks. You can talk shit about Belichick and how he works if you want, but this is how he does it. It's not like he, who knows, he may draft another corner this year that ends up being great for the next three years. Yeah. You never, that's what you want to remain hopeful for, right? You always want to be like, man, maybe the next one's right around the corner. Yeah. The the premier corners like that are a dime a dozen. Like, I can't think of a consistent corner through the 2010s anymore besides Jalen Ramsey. And even then, like we still get, see him get burned, like beyond Jalen Ramsey and JC Jackson, who are like the consistent year in and year out good corners. Like they don't really exist. The One of the names I added to this list, he used to be pretty bad. He's a free agent right now that we could sign. He used to be pretty bad. Boom. All of a sudden he had a great year this year. He very well could go right back to being bad again, or maybe he could be great for a couple of years. There seems to be no consistency at the cornerback position anymore. Gone are the days of Jason Seahorn and Darrell Revis, Sean nope. Springs, the lockdown guys. They, they're, they're uh, gone. They don't exist. Gone. They don't. It's, it's kind of, I mean, we talked about it. I think you brought it up halfway through the season, it's the, in the same way how, like, your lockdown defenses don't exist anymore, you know? Yeah. You'll have defenses that are just really good, but in any given game, a defense could give up whatever. Yep. Kind of the same thing with corners. So when you have someone like J.C. Jackson, you want to keep him, but at the same time, when you have someone like J.C. Jackson, you know he's going to get paid. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you have a team, I mean, granted, it hasn't, like, I don't think, having a lockdown corner has or hasn't deterred them too much from success. I know you had Revis and everything for that one year. Uh, Gilmore obviously played really well, but other than that, I mean, Malcolm Butler wasn't this, you know, uh, amazing lockdown. No, you didn't. The only ones you really had other than JC Jackson, um, Ty Law way back when to start Stefan Gilmore and then Revis for a year. I mean, I I don't, I think if any, if any coach is going to be able to work around it, it's going to be Belichick, you know, like I said, whether he drafts someone, whether he signs someone, puts them in there. I mean, if the, if the pass rush is good enough, it's not going to matter who's out there at corner. So it's kind of, you, you don't know how it's going to go, but it does suck that JC Jackson is likely gone. I I don't see a way he comes back. um, Especially now that he's hitting the market, he's going to have, he, he, he might be one of the top three paid corners when it's all said and done. Because free agency is literally built around overpaying for people. That's what you do. Very oh, yeah. rarely do you ever get a good deal in free agency for a player like that. Sucks, JC Jackson. Thank you for the memories. Hopefully you go I'll somewhere where cry. we never have to play you again. Although I did hear a rumor that he might want to go with the Dolphins to play with uh, with Howard too. Don't That'd be a nice little cornerback. I would I would hate that. So imagine if he went there, then so would Hightower. That would suck. I'd hate. I'd, 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 I'd be so depressed. I definitely wouldn't be able to watch either of the two Dolphins no. games. 
no, I'd hate that. I'd hate that. So, but taking away JC Jackson, um, I didn't really split it up into safeties and corners. I figured kind of just do them all there. So yep. uh, right now for DBs for the patch, they have Adrian Phillips just signed a contract. Good on you, mate. Kyle Duggar, <laughs> Joshua Bledsoe, Devin McCourty is a free agent. Jalen Mills, Jawan Williams, Jonathan Jones, our boy, Miles Bryant and Sean Wade. Not really a murderer's row of, um, of, of corners there. Safety, I think they're set. I don't think they have to do anything really at safety, to be honest. I think they might draft one. Um, they might they might sign someone, but safety, Phillips, Duggar, um, you bring back McCourty, and then Bledsoe is supposedly going to be good. He was hurt all last year, so he didn't play. Um, but Bledsoe, I guess, certain hopes for him that he can come in and actually produce. But um, Yeah, how realistic is that? Uh, like you said, this is not a murderer's row. In fact, this our cornerback position right now looks more like barbecue chicken than anything else. It just looks like a bunch of people yeah. are ready to get stir fried. Jalen Mills, you know my feelings on him. Not too impressed. Juwan he was injured. Jalen Mills was injured last year. Remember, right, you're right, you're the right. leg. Yeah, you're right. I really am just unforgiving of me. Have sympathy. Juwan Williams was in the doghouse all year. Apparently, he's real bad because Bill wouldn't let this dude sniff the field. Nope. We were were given undrafted Miles Bryant all these minutes. Juwan couldn't even look at the field. So, he, I have no expectation for him. Jonathan Jones, I'm I'm juiced up that he's back. I'm psyched. But he's a a number two corner at best. At best. Yep. yep. So right now we have a two away. and a three corner. We have Jonathan Jones and Jalen Mills. Cause I like Jalen Mills. I don't think he's a number one. I think he's a solid yeah. corner. You can plug him in there. You don't necessarily have to worry about him that much. Um, but yeah, I agree. Jonathan Jones though. Can't wait. Can't yep. wait for Miles him. Bryant, good tackling corner and has a couple moments in coverage. He mm-hmm. had the deflection and yep. that won yep. the bills game, which was cool. But like for the most part, he's just kind of a tackling corner. He, there's a reason he was undrafted. He's not blowing you away. And I mean, Sean Wade, he was the uh, dude from Ohio State, just a man corner. Was it or his own <laughs> zone corner? He's specific one of the two. Yeah. The nothing... me, I can't remember now because he didn't do anything of note when he played. It was minuscule. He didn't really make an impact on the game. None of these guys are really impressive. This is the position we need to go out and improve immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they have to do it both through the draft and they should also sign someone as well. Just yeah. to get him in there. There's a lot um, of work to be done. A lot of work here because again, you have Jonathan Jones, solid. You can put him out there. I don't think you have to worry about Jonathan Jones really at all. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not going to put him on, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae yeah, Adams. Mike I mean, Evans. You're yeah, gonna no. you're gonna put him. Jonathan Jones is a slot corner. He's gonna shut down whoever you have in the slot for the most part. Um, Jalen Mills, put him out there on maybe the team's second or third option and kind of you know have him some help over the top. Should be, should be we'll cover the Robert Woods's of the world. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Um, I wanted to ask you, Devin McCourty. You think he comes back? Gun to your head. Has to, hundred percent. Yeah, it, I think he does. Like, I think he, that is... he's more of a surefire thing than yep. um, Dante Hightower to me. It's just kind of a to me. It's does he come back or does he retire? And I don't yeah. think he goes anywhere else. No, he's so. even in an even weirder situation than Hightower. It's like he's in the last year or two of his football yeah. life he, mm-hmm. he's not going anywhere else that's just obscene there's no swan song season for another team for him he is on the patriots no. or he's retiring yeah he he talked about it. i mean when you have reporters asking you 
almost every week about how you're feeling. If you're going to retire and you don't tell them you're not retiring, you're in the last year, maybe two, if you feel good that off season, um, I think Devin McCourty comes back. I think that's a slam dunk. So yeah. th- again, that's why I said safety, not really worried about safety. Um, but okay. Looking at the corners, there's one free agent who um, you might know kind of well. Um, Stefan Gilmore. Well. Stefan Gilmore is going to be a free. Rings agent. a bell. Wouldn't wouldn't that be funny wouldn't if Stefan Gilmore came back? And I don't know. Like I I know that there is some there is some bad blood there uh, on Gilmore's part of it. So I don't think it would happen. But wouldn't that be awesome? If wouldn't Gilmore that be hilarious? I always think about stuff like this in sports and my go-to wouldn't this be crazy scenario. We're dipping into basketball here. Do you remember when Kawhi Leonard forced his way out of San Antonio and Mm -hmm. went to the Raptors and won the championship? Me being a huge Spurs guy like I am, I was like, because Greg Popovich, Bill Belichick, they're both in the highest echelon of coaches. They're both just absolute masterminds. So I was like, what if this is all a ruse, a ploy? Mm-hmm. What if he told Kawhi to do this? Got DeRozan from the Raptors. Kawhi goes over there, wins the championship, becomes a free agent, and then just goes back to San Antonio. And they have everyone they got from the Raptors and just get Kawhi back. What if, granted, we didn't get a King's Ransom for Stefan Gilmore. It was uh, extra, actually an unspectacular return. What was it, a fourth-round pick? Yeah, nothing nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah so, fourth, so it wouldn't be a fleecing. But it would absolutely be hilarious to have given him up. And then what? 11 right games back. later, he comes right back. That seems like a fleece job if I've ever heard it. I, that's a mastermind shit. And I would welcome him with open arms. I would love to see it happen. Um, I don't, not sure. I don't think it'll happen. Because of that bad blood, but that would be, that would be great. But again, yeah, don't, don't think that's actually going to happen. Um, next one on there, Carlton Davis from the Bucks. Um, very good corner. Um, nothing. I mean, he, he's, he's very clearly a notch below your Gilmore's or your, you know, Tredavious whites from the bills or, you know, anything like that. Wouldn't hate him, um, on here, but I do think he is going to get a big contract because people do think that he is one of your elite corners. I don't think he's that good. So Carlton yeah, I'm Davis, not a, I'm, I'm not amused. I wouldn't sign him if he was offering pennies. So, okay. So you are out on Carlton Davis. Uh, Traverius Ward. What do you think about him? I know Al brought him up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He, he's not a difference maker. He's a starting caliber corner on a top contending team. But I mean, what was their weakness all year? It was defense. And the fact that like Mahomes had to, you know, score six touchdowns to be in most of these games the sample size and the defense he's been a part of have blown me away and I haven't seen enough big plays from him. He's only a slight notch above Carlton Davis for me. And for that reason, I'm out. I think he is only a slight notch above Jalen Mills. If we're being honest, I don't, if, if like, if that, I, th- I, th- yeah, I don't think, I mean, yeah, kind of, he's almost I don't think less he's versatile as good as than Jalen Mills because Jalen yeah. Mills can kind of play like a safety linebacker role. Mm-hmm. Uh, various words, just an outside corner. Yeah. So he's out there. Uh, Casey Hayward Jr. Um, a name that's actually been linked to, to, to the Pats. Wouldn't hate it. I would love this. Okay. Thank hog. you. Thank Flame. you. God, I was saying, I thought you were going to say no. I was like, this yeah. dude is a world beater, a leveler yep. of towns. Yep. 
yeah, Casey, uh, Casey Hayward Jr. I would, I would be fine with that. I, if you roll out there with him, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, maybe draft a corner. I'm fine with that. You know, again, you're not going to have as good a cornerback group as you did with JC Jackson. Just not going to happen. You're not oh, going to get one of those guys. So you got to kind of lower your expectations a little bit. Um, Darius Williams. Now this was Darius kind of surprised me, but yeah, he's another one that has been linked to the patch that he might, that they might go after. Yeah. And he's, he's actually good. I looked up his stats. I didn't have him pulled up here, but wouldn't hate it either. And again, he's not, he's not going to blow you away. He's not a JC Jackson, not a Stefan Gilmore, nothing like that, but he's just a solid corner that could, that could step up, step in and kind of, you know, produce a little bit for him there. Um, yeah, this was that? a guy, he's the uh, anti Chavarius Ward for me, where it's like, <laughs> he does, he just like Ward doesn't have the big plays, but he was part of a, couple of really good defenses top-notch defenses i've seen a couple big plays from him but not wild ones he's just a speedster he did his best on the other side of jalen ramsey and they've had consistent success with it that's a winning formula uh it's suspect that he wears number 11 as a corner but i'd give him a chance i like him more than ward yeah yeah i i don't like the number 11 though i don't or like the number five as a linebacker i don't no it kills hate it hate it but um next one joe hayden remember when joe hayden was like the best next corner yeah but now joe hayden i mean another veteran who knows i mean you could probably get the next few guys on the cheap on relatively cheap um are you feeling joe hayden no he sucks he's yeah yeah he's he's kind of over the hill right yeah, yeah. He, he's bad. It, it's a shame because I, I liked him. It was a cool story back in the day. Like the tiny, like five foot nothing corner was locking yep. it down. That's no longer the case. And now his size is just used against him. He's lost a bit of a step in the speed department. He's still, his numbers are good. Like with the Steelers, he he's played pretty well, but they're not anything where I think he could improve this team. If anything, he's just becomes another middle of the road guy with the guys we already have. I don't think he's a difference maker. Yeah. yeah anymore, unfortunately. He's a big name and that'll put asses in seats, but that's about it. Exactly. I think the fact that he's a big name, someone's going to give him a little bit more than what the Patriots would want to, if they even want him on the team. Yes. Um, Kyle Fuller, this guy was linked to the Pats during the season. Yes. You like Kyle Fuller? Love. I do. I've always been a fan. Yeah. Do you think that him, do you think him being on this defense makes them take, takes them to the next level? Or do you think that he's just another one of those guys, like you said, with Joe Hayden, or do you think that, you know, Kyle Fuller at least solidifies the cornerback? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think it solidifies it much anymore either. It seems like his heydays are kind of gone, although he's younger, there is room for a resurgence. I don't, I wouldn't bet on it. He's just another one of those guys that I think comes in. He elevates the room, definitely for sure. He's skilled. He always had a knack for interceptions. His rookie year was unbelievable. And his entire tenure year with the Bears was very good. And then after that, he his tenure with the Broncos went really poorly. I don't know if it's a defensive scheme that he couldn't get a grasp of or what, but he really just disappeared there. I have a hard time believing that somebody goes from playing as a – Upper tier, you know, I would say out of 30 corners, he was probably like 14 to 12 uh, in my eyes back in the day. I have a hard time believing that somebody goes from the 
better half of cornerbacks to completely nothing, not playing on the Denver Broncos. So I have to think there's something left. I think he definitely elevates the room just much like Joe Hayden. He's not a world beater. He's not a difference maker. He's not going to take us to the next level, but he can help bolster our position group there. He'd be a welcome addition in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm also going into this thinking that we're assuming that the Pats are going to be drafting their next starting cornerback. So I'm kind of putting that all into play, which is why I don't think you need to draft or you need to trade for, or you need to sign this, you know, huge starting great, you know, top, whatever cornerback. Um, I do that. I didn't know he's been in the league for 11 years. Yeah. It's Um, been a while. Yeah. Which is a long time, but I remember his rookie year. He was unbelievable. He had like three picks in a game against the 49ers. Because Calhoun Kaepernick it. sucked. Yeah, wouldn't hate it. But um, yeah, Kaepernick wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no, Kaepernick. I don't even want to talk about him. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So Kyle Fuller. Um, next one, Chris Harris. I would be fine with Chris Harris. I kind of in too. the same. Me and I think of him in the same ilk that I do Kyle Fuller. Um, okay. I think that they would both. You know, I. I who knows how much each one of them have left in the tank, but I wouldn't hate either one of them. I do like Chris Harris. Um, he's actually been in the league for 11 years, not Kyle Fuller. Um, I was going to say 11 seems like a long time, but I remember yeah. he's de- Fuller's definitely been in it for at least nine. Yeah. Um, Chris Harris though, just another veteran to plug in there. I mean, I think at this point you want someone that you can put back there and just be like, listen, I know what you're good at. I know what you can do. Let me put you there. I'm already going to have a rookie who, who knows what the hell is going to happen with him. I wouldn't hate Chris Harris at all. Chris Harris jr. Cause he yes, got the fucking course. junior at the end. So yeah, with this, he's a, almost a strictly slot corner. Uh, mm. Do we need him? Is there use for him? If he's almost strictly a slot corner, that was my only gripe because I still yeah. like him despite one interception in all three of his last years, you know, three in total, one in interception at 19, one in 20, one in 21. The interceptions have dropped down, but for the most part, he's still an extremely serviceable corner. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's a speed guy, proven champion, great veteran presence. I would like him, but if you are as committed to Jonathan Jones as our slot corner as you seem to be. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have much of a need for him. Yeah. I mean, because he's old. What are we going to give up on Jonathan Jones for a year or two of Chris Harris? Exactly. He would be more of like a piece that you would put in there, like not, not just a depth piece, but he would be someone that you would like, I don't know, like a situational Unless, piece. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Like, and, and I don't a te- know if you want to running play. like a bunch of, four wide receiver sets and you need two inside corners. That would be when you'd really need him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if you really need him, want him, anything like that, but he is a name. He's good. Put him in there. Who knows? Um, The next name, by the way, though, I did just look it up. Patrick Peterson has been linked to the Pats as a potential, not replacement for JC Jackson, but just someone to go in there. Patrick Peterson was one of those guys that for a couple of years there, he was the top corner in the league. He's definitely fell off, you know, as most corners do, they have a shelf life of being really great for three or four years. And that's it. Um, I don't know if maybe it's just because of his name value. And I'm maybe thinking of how he used to be. I wouldn't hate Patrick Peterson on this team. I wanted him here before he left, before he, you know, went to three different teams or whatever it was, but 
I would have liked Patrick Peterson. What do you think about him? Because he is kind of that veteran where he's a little bit more name value and then actual on field value at this point. But I want him. I would like that's that's my gripe here. He couldn't cover a baby with a blanket anymore. He is does not have it. Barbecued chicken city right here. He has lost an entire step. No longer fast. No longer even competent. He was never a covering corner. Patrick Peterson has absolutely nothing left in the tank. There's nothing he can contribute to this team. He is not good anymore. So moving on. You don't want Patrick Peterson. Definitely not. <laughs> um, who who else do you have on the list? So you had at the end here, Jason Verrett, which I thought was an interesting one. Oh, yeah, he's, that, yeah. he's still, I think he's still fairly young, at least in the middle of his career. He's been in a couple different stops. Again, he's not a blow away corner either. He's not going to wow anyone in particular, but he's played for some good teams. He is textbook starting corner, like average starting corner. Like this is a dude who can start for just about any team. He's, he's super solid. Is he 30? Damn. He's, he has yeah. been around for a while. Yeah. I remember when he was drafted. Man, I'm old. But um, he's he's somebody who can just start for any team. He's I see him as uh, if somebody gets hurt, if somebody goes down, or if we desperately don't want to start Jones, Jalen Mills, or Miles Bryant, that we get hit this guy to start because he's a, a decent enough name that he can headline your defense. But, he again, just like Joe Hayden and the other guys, he doesn't – blow me away he's not going to make us a lockdown defense he's not going to make no. our secondary unbelievable i uh i don't know i'm indifferent about him yeah that, that's kind of how i am about a couple of these guys like it's it's just those things where it's like you're not if they're not these starting elite corners it's like you're really just going to be kind of a not a depth piece but more of your second third fourth corner there yeah. I, like i can't it, it's tough to get all jazzed up about that especially when i'm already assuming the pass are going to be drafting a corner in the second third fourth round and he's going to be the guy that's going to start for the next five years so yeah I don't, so the the expectations mm-hmm. aren't too high for him there but if if it were to happen I, I certainly wouldn't hate it the dude can ball yeah um there there was a name i forgot to put on there malcolm butler he's coming out of retirement supposedly he is officially coming out of retirement I don't know what the last thing was. Let me look it up. But last I saw was that he was coming out of retirement. Let me see. Malcolm Butler. Probably nobody knows what the hell is going on with him. Yeah. Malcolm Butler. People uh, are still trying to figure out why he got benched in the Super Bowl, little on his playing status. I don't think we'll ever know why he was he was benched. Uh, yeah, so I, really, really no other news on it other than the fact that people were saying that he didn't want to come out of retirement. I don't know what's going to happen yet. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him anyways, but it was just a name. No. Didn't know if you'd want him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty much passed on, uh, on Malcolm Butler. Yeah. One of the other names I really liked was Rasul Douglas. And I was talking about him earlier where he hasn't been great. And then last year he killed it. This is a former Eagle. You think I'd love him for that. I actually fucking hate him. He was terrible on the Eagles. Dude was atrocious. He couldn't cover a parked car, but then of course he goes to the Packers balls out of control. I think he was top five in picks this year, really held down a defense that only got better throughout the season. This screams a team's going to throw a contract at him and he probably won't live up to it. 
If the Patriots get a hold of him, though, I believe that there's a little more stability in a situation like that. He definitely could be more serviceable for longer. Again, though, is he a number one corner? Last year says yes. Every other year says he's a number two or three. Yeah. So what are you really going to go with? I go with the bigger sample size. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those weird things where it's like they're you want to get free agents that, you know, can play, but you also don't want to get redundant with it. Like you said, where you, you know, you, we don't need necessarily another big name slot corner. We don't need another middling cornerback to go out there and play. You know, that's why I think like, you know, unless you can maybe get one of these guys on the cheap and plug them in or, 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 or Kyle Fuller is really the name I think that's out there other than him. I think the Pats kind of fill up this room by with, with in, in the draft. I think that's, that's what they do here. So. Yeah, they, I wish they would get like a big, hard-hitting corner, and they don't really exist anymore. The biggest no. one on this list would be Carlton Davis, and he's not exactly a, a level or, of worlds. I miss the Brandon Browners. No. All oh. the corners now, they're all softer than drugstore cotton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they're all more of your finesse cover type guys. You know, they want to make the pick. They want to jump the route. They want to do that. You know, not n- there's not that many young corners coming up now that want to, you know, make the tackle, get their nose in there. It's more of the, yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll man you up. I'll make the play. I'll deflect the ball, pick it off, whatever. Um, yeah, Brandon Browner. Those were the days. God, I miss him. Those were the days. I, I should break up my... Brandon Browner, Pat's jersey sometimes. Things Brandon Browner. Oh my Love God. Him. Um has the Super yeah. Bowl patch on it and everything. Big Brandon Browner guy. I, I think everybody was. And then, you know, he's not really, he's, he's not doing well now, but no, um, certainly not. Don't talk but, yeah. yeah, no, but yeah, Brandon Browner. If, if you could find a guy like him, get him. I don't care where he is. Draft him on him, the match. Him up, whatever you're doing. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I have for DBs. Do you got, do you got anything else for, for them or any other kind of final, final thoughts for the Patriots and defense, free agency, all that fun stuff. Yeah. I guess my closing note would just be choose wisely. Know, know what you got and choose accordingly and know what's worth getting and what's worth not getting. Cause as we went over with the corners, so it's a lot of guys that would be a cool name on there that are probably cheap enough that you could afford them, but you don't exactly need them because they're not Mm -hmm. going to help you so much. Stefan Gilmore. Now that would be big time. That would be one worth reaching out to. Every other one is really a toss up besides maybe Casey Hayward. And he, even he's on the tail end of his career. When we look back at the linebackers, there were a few names that popped out a huge risk, huge reward with uh, Jalen Smith. Uh, (laughs) Anthony Barr seemed to have highlighted that list for both of us. We both loved him and were interested in Quan Alexander as much as some other guys. So I think the biggest need comes with corner and linebacker. Corner seems to be something we'd be addressing in the draft. Mm-hmm. Linebacker seems something more worth addressing in free agency. And then D-line, it's like don't really screw up a good thing unless you have a chance to get someone transcendent or somebody versatile, which would be Chandler Jones or Calais Campbell. Other than that, you kind of got an abundance of riches there. So yep. it, it all comes down to the Patriots just being smart with what they want to do, which they always have been. It's mm-hmm. nothing new. I, I don't need to say this in hopes that Bill sees this because I'm sure Bill is all <laughs> over this, all over this. I'm sure he's breaking down every number right now with this tiny ass dog next to him, crunching the numbers in some dark room, just ripping cigarettes and fucking grinding away. The only like, oh, shit, Jalen Smith. I didn't even think yeah, of Jalen Smith. Huh. Exactly. He's like, oh, these fucking geniuses. But um, yep. 
Yeah, so I just say be careful with uh, who you want to get. I would hate to see us fork out for Patrick Peterson and then watch him get smoked and then have him retire at halftime like Fonte Davis did. Yeah, uh, that was wild that he did that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Patrick Peterson, again, I, I am, and I, I'll admit it, I am a victim of the name there. I see the name oh, and I'm like, oh, he's, he's got to have one Patrick more Peterson. year. In a, you don't think I but, wouldn't love to have Patrick Peterson, but this isn't Patrick Peterson anymore. This no. is a broken down shell of a man who, this is like the suburban neighborhood dad who got divorced equivalent of Patrick yeah. Peterson where he, he's not himself. He's just broken down shell of a man. Who's like, oh, I'm just up here cleaning the gutters. Like fucking, I don't know. Just going through the motions. Not really, yeah. not really any, any service Floating to anybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's Patrick Peterson. So, all right. An yeah, oxygen no, I, thief, if anything else. I see that. I see that then. So yeah, I, I agree. I think you took the words out of my mouth. I think, you know, corner, I feel like they go through the draft for the, um, to kind of bolster that that position, that room, linebackers sign someone. I'm sure they'll draft someone too, but I don't think you know it's going to be anything crazy there. Yeah. D line, I I think you're good. Like if you can maybe, I mean, shit, maybe Carl Davis does come back. I don't know, but if I mean, you don't need, you don't really need to make any addition there because even if you have an injury, you still got you still got you know a good a good amount of depth there. So oh yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I I, I think I think you really just have to worry about corner. You gotta figure that out. Whether you sign a big name, maybe there's a trade out there that we don't know about. But you gotta, you gotta solidify that room. Even even if you don't get someone who's who's you know a flashy as good, just draft someone who might play really well, um, who might develop into someone, and then go and then go from there. That's that's what I think they're gonna do. So I don't know. It is it is wild. I do know that that next week, free agency opens up March sixteenth. Next week, there's another there's another event happening. Liam, next week, what is it? March sixteenth. Boy, your boy turns a quarter of a century, baby. Let's go, let's go. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a wild week. We got we got birthdays, we got free agents. Um, it's going to be insane. Hopefully, hopefully, when we record it, I don't know if we're gonna wait till before free agency, maybe after free agency, so we can kind of talk about it then. Could but either both. way. There, there will be an episode next week at some point, um, you know, that there might even be like an emergency one if some crazy shit happens. Um, yep. But either way, this is the best time of year. This is when you don't know, you know, you start to build your team, you get pumped, you get excited, like, holy shit, are the Patriots going to get, you know, player X? Are they going to trade for whoever? Are they going to get DK Metcalf? Are they going to, you yep. know? pull off a trade and get, you know, I don't even know. There might be that. I bet you there is a trade or a name out there. The Patriots are going to get that isn't even on anybody's radar. Oh, I'm sure it would be a big usually name. Seems be a, to be like that. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. There's also going to be some, some guy that's going to get cut release that hurts. And I, yeah. think that's gonna, I don't want to talk that's about it. Hurt us particularly. It's, it's going to happen, but, um, but yeah, Liam, until, until next week, until your birthday episode, do you have anything else to say before we get out of here? Buckle up for free agency, baby. It's going to be a wild fucking ride. Let's go. I can't wait. We will see you next week. Free agency episode. Liam birthday episode. Let's go. See you next week. Tuck rule takes. We out. Later. Sweet pea. Sweet pea.